The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, everybody. Today, we're debating Islam versus Judaism, which caused the Israel-Palestine conflict, and we are starting right now with AP's opening statement. AP, the floor is all yours. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, James. Um, first, I want to um, start with um, remembering that on October 7, um, Hamas, the terrorist organization uh, known as the Islamic Resistance Movement, uh, by their own name, attacked Israeli civilians and killed over 1,200 people, mostly civilians. 100 days have passed over that. Um, by now, there are still hostages, including babies kept as we are as we are speaking so um i want to show solidarity remembrance and also um hope and express that the hostages are freed as soon as possible and that hamas is destroyed as soon as possible um, i want to start with thanking james for hosting this and i also want to start um my opponent, uh, I also want to thank my opponent, Daniel Kikichu, who happens to be a very um, uh, prominent advocate of uh, pedophilia and uh, also of uh, also a Muslim apologist. Um, I know some might say, why are you throwing that in? Uh, is, isn't that kind of poisoning the well? But uh, I have to say, it's not every time that you get to speak to somebody who says that um, a man might marry or can marry and have uh, sex with a girl that is um, seven years old, six, five, four, three, or possibly even under the circumstances, 11 months old. Um, <clears throat> let's start with the debate topic. So the, de the debate topic is Islam versus Judaism. Which religion is responsible for the Israel-Palestine conflict? I initially didn't really uh, like the topic. It is one that Daniel Kikichu offered and I uh, eventually accepted because he would not accept anything else. He insisted that we go with this title and any slight change to it would uh, make him reject this and back out of it, the very debate that he offered. Fine, um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, let's talk about Islam then. One side in this conflict, in the war that has been going on since uh, October 7 now, is Hamas. The other side is Israel. Israel is a largely secular Jewish nation country that is uh, built on secular Jewish values, which makes very little reference to Judaism in its uh, Declaration of Independence, in its uh, basic laws, and even in the, um, the, 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 the very foundation which forms modern Zionism, which is, for example, uh, Theodor Herzl's um, uh, article, De, De Judenstaat, The Jewish State, or even his uh, novel, which kind of um, puts it into a 
a utopian, beautiful form, which is called the old new land. On the other hand, we have Hamas representing uh, the Palestinians. Hamas is a uh, terrorist organization that has engaged in uh, suicide bombings, attacks on civilians deliberately, has justified those, uh, and it is called the Islamic resistance movement. It is very clear from Hamas's own declarations, from its own covenant, its own charter, that its aim is to preserve and establish Islamic values and an Islamic state. In fact, Hamas leaders themselves make it very obvious that they want to um, establish Islam and lead with Islam. Um, sorry, I'm trying to share my screen here, but uh, for some reason I don't get the right screen shared. It's kind of changed, isn't it? Um, all right here okay okay so uh i want to start with this with this uh narration here now this is a a report which is attributed to muhammad uh the vast majority of muslims around the world are sunni muslims sunni muslims uh make up more than 80 percent of the of the muslim world they believe that muhammad made prophecies about the future about the end times the um and this is one of those prophecies According to Sunni Muslim studies and studies of reports about Muhammad, this is undoubtedly verified and authentic. In this uh, prophecy, Muhammad is reported to have said, the hour will not come unless the Muslims will fight the Jews and kill them. Fight the Jews and kill them until the Jews hide behind a stone or a tree and a stone or a tree will say, Muslim, there is a Jew behind me, come and kill him. But the Gargat tree would not say, for it is the tree of the Jews. So uh, allegedly there is this uh, tree called a Gargat tree in this, in this uh, strange fantasy world that uh, exists, which Muhammad initiated. Um, and that specific tree is an evil tree, like the Jews. Other trees and rocks will give the Jews away and will say, come and kill him. Now, this is not something that just uh, came into existence today. This is not something that came into existence since the creation of Israel or since the beginning of the 20th century. This is something that was in existence, was reported as early as um, the 8th century, 9th century, or maybe possibly even the, the, the 7th century, around the time of, of, of Muhammad. Um, this is no coincidence, because in Muhammad's time, the Jews were not treated very well. He initially liked the Jews. <laughs> Later, he ended up um, persecuting them, expelling them, exterminating them, and so on. And it is also prominently said that Muhammad wanted to um, expel the Jews. He made that very clear. This hadith is not something that is just found in Islamic uh, history and in Islamic belief and has nothing to do with the conflict. Here is an excerpt from the Hamas Covenant, 1988, in which uh, in which they make it they make one thing very clear they say that they aspire to fulfill uh, or look forward to allah's promise no matter how long that should take and they then say the prophet allah bless him and grant him salvation has said the day of judgment will not come about until muslims fight the jews killing the jews when the jew will hide behind stones and trees and the trees say there will be the, there's a Jew behind me, come and kill him. So very same narrative, again, found right here in the charter, the covenant of none other than 
Hamas. So you can see one very clear sign here, which is that the one side in this conflict bases their entire fight on a promise, a prophecy by Muhammad, which is, um, you know, regardless of the history of Israel, regardless of the future of Israel, they believe that they will fight and kill the Jews. If today Israel ceased to exist, this hadith would still be applicable. If today Israel said, we will dismantle this state, and we will merge into a into one nation with the Arab Muslims and began living among them, this promise here, this prophecy would still stand. Not only Hamas, but most Muslims around the world, and most Muslims are aware of this hadith, would still stand. If Hamas complete if Israel completely disappeared, this would still stand. And they would still aim for the destruction, the annihilation, the genocide, the complete extermination of Jews. If you only look at this hadith, it already answers every single question that we have. It, it, it already brings an end to the discussion. Islam is responsible for the violent war. Islam is responsible for extermination wars. Islam is responsible for any rejection of the existence and the self-determination of Jews and their statehood. We see here an example of uh, from one of the recent uh, rallies that are pro-Palestine or pro-Hamas. It says here on this sign, now do you understand why the trees and rocks will have to speak? Uh, for others who don't know, this might not need much of an explanation, but for Muslims around the world, it's quite clear what is being meant here. And this is the issue when people stand with Palestine or make excuses for Hamas and, uh, you know, attack Israel, they usually don't know what Muslims believe. Muslim people believe in this, which is why they don't need to further explain it. They simply need to put it up. And that's all that needs to be done for everyone to get it. Now, Hamas is not the only side, unfortunately. This here is an original document from the West Bank. The Palestinian territories, the West Bank, uh, Fatah, the Palestinian Authority, which is supposed to be separate from Hamas, which is supposed to be less uh, radical, which is supposed to be, uh, you know, not Islamist, and they are even at conflict with Hamas. This document was issued on October 20th or October 19th, only less than two, only two weeks after the uh, Hamas attacks, and is a document that is an instruction by the Ministry of Religious Affairs in Jerusalem, an instruction to mosques in the West Bank to preach this sermon, this message on during the Friday, Friday prayer where all the Muslims gather. If you look through it, it, it uh, basically vilifies the Zionists and Israel and all of that. And then it's, it shares a few sources here says Sharia proofs and here it is again highlighted the hour will not be established until the Muslims fight the Jews so the Jews will hide behind stones and trees and so on the very same thing once again so you might say why is this one issue so important well it appears again and again and again from Hamas from Muslim people around the world and here even from the supposedly secular peaceful uh, <laughs> Palestinian Authority in the West Bank it's quite clear, isn't it, that this hadith, which we have here, which motivates Muslims around the world, which I learned when I was a little child, is something that 
they take very seriously and that lies at the core of this conflict. Muhammad himself is supposed to have said, let there be curse upon Allah, curse of Allah upon the Jews and Christians, for they have taken the graves of, the, of their uh, prophets as places of worship. He is supposed to have said, I will expel the Jews and Christians from the Arabian Peninsula and will not leave anyone except Muslims. And the Quran says, O you who have believed, do not take the Jews and Christians as allies. They are in fact allies of one another, and whoever is an ally to them among you, then indeed he is one of them. I want to ask just one question to finish this, which is, um, if Israel today became completely secular and completely stopped believing in their religion, Israel would uh, still continue existing and would only fight for its existence. If the other side, if, if Hamas, for example, suddenly turned completely secular and let go of their religion, would there still be this conflict, which according to them, by their own leaders, is all based on a religious idea? It, it wouldn't be there. There would probably be more understanding. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you very much for that opening. We are going to kick it over to Daniel for his opening statement. But first, I want to say, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, I'm your host, James Coons. We are providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. So if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button as we have many more debates coming up. And with that, Daniel, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. A note to the audience, all the references to Jewish texts I'll make in this opening statement, I've compiled them all in a document. If you go to muslimskeptic.com, you can see it there on the homepage. That way, that way you can double check all the references for yourself. So which religion is responsible for the Israel-Palestine war? Is it Islam or Judaism? Judaism has many unique teachings that explain why Israel as a Jewish ethno-religious state acts the way it does. There are many Jewish teachings that we can discuss, but for the sake of time, let's just go over the three most racist, most genocidal, most disgusting teachings within the Jewish religion. First, Judaism teaches that Jews are a superior race and non-Jews are not even human. The basis of this is the Torah, Deuteronomy chapter 7, which says, Ye shall destroy their altars and break down their images and cut down their groves and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Talmud further teaches that non-Jews are not to be regarded as humans or treated as such. Only Jews are human. In the Babylonian Talmud, Bava Metzia 114b, we read, quote, Jewish people are called man, but Gentiles are not called man. The Talmud also teaches that all non-Jews are akin to dangerous animals or more specifically snakes. Hence, all non-Jews should be killed. The Talmud states, kill the best of Gentiles, smash the head of the best of snakes. Other Jewish religious texts like the Zohar and other Kabbalistic writings hold that Jews are semi-divine 
and in some cases can even be worshipped by non-Jews. More specifically, they have divine souls that are connected to God. By contrast, non-Jews lack souls connected to God. As a result, they're literally subhuman animals. The notion that non-Jews are animals is also reflected in Jewish law. For instance, if an adult male Jew rapes a non-Jewish girl as young as three years old, the girl is to be executed. This is because according to Jewish law, when a Jew has sex with an animal, that animal must be put to death. Since the raped non-Jew child is like an animal, she is likewise put to death. This rule is mentioned in the Mishnah Torah by Maimonides, who is considered by Jews to be the greatest legal scholar of the Torah. Maimonides writes, If a Jewish male enters into relations with a Gentile woman, when he does so intentionally, she should be executed. She's executed because she caused a Jew to be involved in an unseemly transgression, as is the law with regard to an animal. This applies regardless of whether the Gentile woman was a minor of three years of age or an adult, whether she was single or married, it, and it applies even if the Jew was a minor of nine years old, she is executed, end quote. Teaching that non-Jews are animals and can be raped and discarded is the very definition of dehumanization, yet this is a core teaching of Judaism. Now, moving on to the second category, Judaism preaches a sacred system of racial apartheid law. Obviously, many religions, including Christianity and Islam, have rules which give, give preference to their own believers over non-believers. But Judaism takes this to an outrageous, almost comically evil degree. First of all, Judaism has a sacred command to kill all the world's idolaters and destroy all the world's religions. In the Mishnah Torah, Maimonides clearly and famously states that Jews have a religious obligation to wage war against idolaters across the world and kill them if they do not cease their idolatry. Maimonides writes, quote, we may not draw up a covenant with idolaters which will establish peace between them and us and yet allow them to worship idols, as Deuteronomy states. Do not establish a covenant with them. Rather, they must renounce their idol worship or be slain. It is forbidden to have mercy upon them, as Deuteronomy states. Do not be gracious to them. End quote. Modern rabbis teach this point as well. For example, in a viral video clip, Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi says that 2 billion Christians and 4 billion Chinese, Indians, and Japanese do not deserve to live because they are idol worshippers. So according to Judaism, idol worshippers do not deserve to live. But what about killing non-idol worshippers? According to Jewish law, it is sinful for, Jew, for a Jew to kill a non-Jew, but there is no legal penalty for directly killing non-Jews. Why? Because the Talmud says, kill the best of Gentiles, smash the head of the best of snakes. Jewish academic Israel Shahak describes this Jewish law in his book, Jewish History, Jewish Religion, The Weight of 3,000 Years. He says, quote, a Jew who murder, murders a Gentile is guilty only of a sin against the laws of heaven, not punishable by a court. To cause indirectly the sin of a Gentile is no sin at all. One of the most important commentators on the Shulhan Aruch explains that when it comes to a Gentile, one must not lift one's hand to harm him, but one may harm him indirectly. For example, by removing a ladder after he has fallen into a crevice. There is no prohibition on that because it was done directly. 
It was not done directly. According to Jewish law, Jews are also allowed to steal from non-Jews if the Jews are in a position of power. Again, Shahak describes this, quote, rabbinical authorities differ among themselves as to the precise details of the circumstances under which a Jew may rob a Gentile. But the whole debate is concerned only with the relative power of Jews and Gentiles, rather than with universal considerations of justice and humanity. This may explain why so very few rabbis have protested against the robbery of Palestinian property in Israel. It was backed by overwhelming Jewish power, end quote. Shahak also explains how Jews are not allowed to give gifts to non-Jews. They can only give gifts to non-Jewish business partners as a sort of investment, but non-business gifts to non-Jews is prohibited. Jews are not allowed to give charity to non-Jewish beggars either. Jewish law says give charity only to Jewish beggars, but never give to non-Jewish beggars unless the non-Jews start getting suspicious, then it's allowed to order in order to protect Jews from backlash. Jewish law allows Jews to exploit non-Jews in business through usury, loan sharking, taking advantage of mistaken calculations, and price gouging. Many Jewish authorities, including Maimonides, teach that it is best not to charge fellow Jews interest on loans, but it's mandatory to charge as much interest as possible on loans to non-Jews. A similar double standard exists for fraud. Defrauding Jews is a grave violation in Jewish law, but defrauding non-Jews is permissible in many circumstances, as taught in the Talmud, the Mishnah Torah, and many other authoritative Jewish texts. Moving on to the third category, Jewish law sanctions violent conquest, genocide, and rape as a weapon of war. Traditional Judaism holds that there are two types of war, permitted wars, or milchamet reshut, or divinely commanded wars, milchamet mitzvah. In permitted wars, the Jewish ruler is permitted to conquer other peoples, take their lands, and enslave them. If he's able to, the Jewish ruler may conquer the entire world in this way. In divinely commanded wars, Jews are commanded to genocide particular peoples. They must intentionally kill them, including all men, women, children, and infants. This is religiously sanctioned genocide, and it's what we've seen throughout the history of the terror state of Israel up until today. Divinely commanded wars are of three types, wars of self-defense, wars of genocide, and global wars against idolatry. I've already mentioned the global wars against idolatry and the Jewish obligation to <clears throat> just genocide all idolaters of the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. In so-called wars of self-defense, these occur when Jews are attacked. In these wars, Jews are permitted to intentionally kill men, women, and children. Conventional rules of war found in other religions, like sparing women and children and the elderly, do not apply. In the third type of divinely commanded war, Jews are commanded to genocide particular peoples. They must intentionally kill them, including all men, women, and children. There are two groups of that that Jews are commanded to genocide. The first group consists of the seven nations in inhabiting the land of Israel, as mentioned in the Torah. Jews are obligated to genocide this group so, to, so as to take their land. The second group Jews are commanded to genocide are Amalekites or Amalek. The Torah describes the Amalekites as people hostile to Jews. Later Jewish thinkers came to interpret Amalekites as any group that showed itself to be an enemy to the Jews. It's thought that Jews have a sacred obligation to genocide Amalek in all times, <clears throat> in all times and all places. Over the years, Jewish scholars have applied the term Amalekite to Romans, Christians, Nazis, and Palestinians. All these details can be found when referencing Jewish religious texts for another academic reference, see the book Holy War and Judaism by Reuven Firestone, published by Oxford. 
Besides genocide, Jewish soldiers are also given the right to rape any non-Jewish female they wish, regardless of her age, even as young as three years old, and even if she's married and has children. The Jewish soldier is allowed to simply take the woman to a vacant area, violently subdue her, and then satisfy himself. Jewish law then has some technicalities as to what happens to this woman or child. In some cases, the Jewish soldier, ha soldier has the divine right to simply kill the woman or the child and move on. Because the entire Jewish army is entitled to engage in such behavior, every Jewish war is a mass rape campaign directed at non-Jews and their children. These rules are discussed in both the Talmud and the Mishnah Torah. Also, Reuters reported not too long ago that the chief rabbi of the Israeli military, Iyal Karim, taught soldiers that raping non-Jews in war is divinely permitted. And of course, we've all seen Israeli soldiers on TikTok videos and elsewhere bragging about how they've been doing this to the Palestinians. Now, there are a few apologetic moves that are constantly used to defend the Jewish community in light of these shocking teachings of Judaism. First, some will simply deny that these teachings are a part of Judaism, but this is just a blatant lie. These teachings are firmly established in the most authoritative Jewish religious texts, including the Torah, the Talmud, the Mishnah Torah, and so on. Furthermore, senior rabbis in Israel regularly preach these doctrines. As a second line of apologetics, some will say that these doctrines are mere isolated opinions that were debated in Jewish history, but they don't represent the official doctrine of Judaism. This is also a blatant lie. Yes, you do find plenty of debate in Jewish religious texts over the centuries, but these debates were resolved through the development of authoritative commentaries from major Jewish religious figures like Rashi, and then later through the legal codes of Maimonides and Joseph Caro. A third line of apologetic is to say, fine, maybe these doctrines are an official part of Judaism as a religion, but modern Jews are not religious and they don't take their religious teachings seriously. This is also a lie. Yes, it's true that most Ashkenazi Jews in the West are not religious, but according to polls, most Jews in Israel take their religion seriously. Israel is a very religious society and is becoming more religious every day because the religious Jews there have the highest birth rates by far. But even putting the fact aside and pretending that no modern Jew takes Judaism seriously, even in that case, these Jewish religious doctrines would still indirectly influence non-religious Jews. This is because religion still affects culture. This is the idea behind the tongue-in-cheek statement that most Jews don't believe in God, but they do believe he promised them the land of Israel. Even if 0% of Jews in the world were, were religious, Judaism has still deeply impacted Jewish culture. The Talmud has shaped Jewish culture for thousands of years. It's not that every Jew accepts the Talmud, but they do accept the general ideas, namely that Jews are a superior race, Non-Jewish life has no value. You can kill, rape, and cheat non-Jews. Therefore, it's okay to genocide men, women, and children. You can absorb these general ideas even as a secular Jew, even if you're not specifically following the Talmud by the letter. And this is why we see what we see in Palestine. This is why supposedly non-religious Jewish soldiers in Israel are right now engaging in genocide, mass rape, and some of the worst atrocities humanity has ever seen, atrocities and war crimes that are now being tried literally in the Hague. And polls show that most Jews in the U.S. and Israel approve of the genocide, mass rape, and mass murder of children that's being perpetrated by the Israeli military. This is all due to Talmudic teachings that have deeply influenced Jewish culture.
Thank you very much for that opening as well. We're going to kick it over to rebuttals, but I want to say, folks, a couple of things. First, in particular, after our rebuttals and open dialogue, we'll have the Q&A. So if you happen to have a question, feel free to tag me in the live chat at Modern Day Debate. Otherwise, you can also submit a question via Super Chat. Those go to the top of the list. And last but not least, we'll jump into those rebuttals. Thanks very much, AP. The floor is all yours. Thank you. Um... Daniel did a few things or lots of things that I expected he would do. Now, first off, um, there, there is something very interesting and very funny that needs to be pointed out. Uh, he acted like um, he is predicting one of the rebuttals that will come and um, said that, you know, people say that modern Jews don't take their religion seriously or don't believe in their religion or don't respect their religion and so on. Um, no, it's, it's actually not like that. It's, it's much... Uh, the objection is much better than that. The objection is that um, Israel, when it was established by the Zionists, was um, established as a secular country with a secular movement, where, when Theodor Herzl, for example, um, uh, advocated for the uh, establishment of a Jewish state, he made some remarks about, uh, about what this state would look like, which are very interesting to read and which form the foundation of how Israel functioned from the very beginning until you could say quite recent times. And I would like to just uh, share that here to, to, uh, to, 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 show, to show that. So this is directly from uh, Theodor Herzl's uh, book, The Jewish State. It says, shall we end by having a theocracy? No, indeed. Faith unites us. Knowledge gives us freedom. We shall therefore prevent any theocratic tendencies from coming to the fore on the part of our priesthood. We shall keep our priests within the confines of their temples in the same way as we shall keep our professional army within the confines of their barracks. Army and priesthood shall receive honors high as their valuable functions deserve, but they must not interfere in the administration of the state which confers distinction upon them else they will conjure up difficulties without and within every man will be as free and undisturbed in his faith or his disbelief as he is in his nationality and so on he says that they uh, learned tolerance in europe and they should continue they, they should teach tolerance and build their values on tolerance so this is at the core of modern Zionism, of modern Zionist uh, thinking to establish such a state. When uh, the state of Is Israel was established in 1948, there was a consideration on, uh, there was a debate on what this new state should be called. So, and, and we have a document actually, um, which, which reports about um, the discussions that revolved around naming the state. And according to those discussions, uh, the, the founding fathers of, of Israel had this discussion where um, they say that there are several options they could name it palestine or zion or israel it is then pointed out that um they say there will most likely be an arab state established alongside the jewish one 
and we will also have an Arab population inside our own country. So we should probably not pick Palestine because that will cause confusion. We should not pick Zion because it might uh, cause too much anger because people will uh, associate it with the Zionist movement, which they are already very much against. Let's just pick Israel, which is the historical, historical land that it is. And once the declaration of Israel uh, is made, you can see it very clearly in the Declaration of Independence of Israel. There is not a single mention of God. There there is not a single religious reference except at the very end where it says uh, the, the rock of Israel, which was um, when the religious uh, religious uh, individuals insisted that there should be at least one hint, they included that. And that is then a matter of disagreement of, of what it actually refers to. Is it just a home for the Jewish people? Is it a, um, you know, a, a metaphor for God and so on? Um, Throughout Israeli history, from the beginning to very recent times, Israel was mostly led by the uh, labor center left secular Jewish population, which didn't really care about religion. So it's very strange to say that Israel throughout its history based its decision making, its policies, its attitudes of uh, war and, um, you know, its, its, its treatment of other religions on these very, very extreme uh, religious Talmudic understandings. And I'm using the word uh, extreme here because I remember very well that Daniel Hikikuchu very curiously said on Twitter many times that uh, it is Talmudic extremism or Jewish extremism that should be <laughs> eradicated or rooted out, and that is a cancer to the world. So according to him, it is extremism, but somehow this very secular state that was led by left liberal people who didn't care about religion at all, which is why the religious uh, Jews were often so much against it, somehow was abiding by these extremely religious laws. Very curious. I don't know how that happens. Um, connected issue. There are many Jewish people around the world who are known as anti-Zionist religious Jews. And Daniel Hikikachin knows this very well because he uh, shared certain uh, praises or certain reports about those people. For example, uh, one certain group is known as, as Netrei Karta. There are other groups like Satmar and other uh, religious Jewish communities. Even uh, his friend Mohammed Hijab, for example, or um, a, a friendly organization in the UK, Five Pillars UK, they prominently and lovingly promoted those Jewish people as real Jews, as good Jews, as anti-Zionist Jews who have humanity and so on. I want to say something very funny about that. Those Jews are Talmudic Jews. They believe in the Talmud. They follow the Talmud. They take the Talmud very seriously. And do, and do you know what their biggest criticism of Israel has been historically? Their biggest criticism of Israel has been that Israel is not following Judaism, that it's not following religion, that it is not taking the Talmud seriously, that uh, it is a Zionist, that it is a, a secular movement which Jews should not stand for because secularism is a rebellion against God. And Jews are supposed to wait for the Messiah, for the future, uh, where where God will eventually intervene and take over, and so on. So the religious Jews, the actual religious Jews who 
closely follow the Torah, who are known as uh, ultra-Orthodox Jews, are the ones among whom you will find a very religious objection to the state of Israel based on the idea that uh, Israel doesn't follow religion, whereas the secular Jews are the ones who will uh, who, who have been leading Israel and who, according to Daniel Hikikichu here, have been committing uh, you know, genocides and uh, oppressions and all of that based on religious teachings. None of this makes any sense. Daniel uh, repeatedly cites the Talmud and he very curiously cites certain, um, certain uh, passages from the Talmud uh, like the one where uh, allegedly, according to him, Jews are described as uh, not men, not humans. It's very, very interesting that Daniel Kikichi would do some something weird as this, because the passage in question there uh, talks about uh, burying people and visiting graves, and then references a certain biblical passage where uh, then there is a discussion about whether uh, Jews may, uh, you know, visit the grave at a certain time or not. And they reference the Bible where it says, you, my people, are men. And they then say, it seems to refer to Jews only. So they are the ones who are called men here, not non-Jews. So this ruling should probably not apply to non-Jews. So the entire passage is about semantics. It is not about whether Jews are humans or not and uh, non-Jews are humans or not. And any basic understanding of a simple text would give you that conclusion very easily. Any question directed at any rabbi in history will easily give you that conclusion. They will easily give you that response. In, in, in fact, you can find it everywhere. There are certain uh, projects that have been established um, to just deal with these questions. Uh, one of them is prominently, um, let me see, angelfire.com, which is a very, very uh, useful, very interesting scholarly website that has been established just for this where you can find and just for those who have uh, who are too lazy to actually look it up i can put it right here on the screen and you can do that right there at home angelfire.com talmud you can see here these basic responses with scholarly analysis to these objections brought up directly and one of the most famous ones here is whether Gentiles are human or not. The very citation that Daniel Kikichu just gave us, Baba Mimetsia 114a, 114b, only Jews are humans. And it explains it here very clearly while also giving examples of how Gentiles are actually uh, have rights according to the very Talmud that is supposedly <laughs> calling them animals, that it tolerates them and so on. It, it, that doesn't make any sense. But it's very, it's very um, hypocritical of Daniel Kikichu to uh, go into picking certain uh, parts of the Talmud and then uh, trying to send this message when uh, he would firmly object to citing the Quran, for example, when it uh, says that uh, the worst of creatures in the sight of Allah are those who disbelieve. That is uh, directly in the Quran, chapter 98, verse uh, 6. Another, uh, another one is that um, those who disbelieve um, are less than cattle. Less than, less than cattle is in the Quran. Then um, 
there is another one, which is the Jews and the Christians, or the, the disbelievers among the Jews and Christians and the polytheists are the worst of creatures, also from the Quran, directly from the Quran. If we cited that now, which are uh, not just some, some uh, you know, allusions to uh, how uh, some are called men and others are not called men, but direct explicit verses in the Quran which say those are the worst creatures, so less than bacteria. Uh, what is Daniel Hikic going to say about that? You see, are we supposed to now accept that Islam is inherently and altogether genocidal, that it is that it uh, doesn't have any respect for any other people except Muslims at all, uh, and all of that? I, I really wonder what Daniel Hikic's response to that will be, because he likes to do this. He likes to do the gish galloping, which he likes to accuse others of. And then, uh, but when you do this about about uh, the Quran, then he suddenly, he suddenly he suddenly gets all defensive. He doesn't want to accept those very same standards. He cited uh, Amalek, which is very interesting. Daniel Hikic recently repeatedly mentioned that uh, Netanyahu said, uh, remember Amalek. Anyone who knows something about Judaism will uh, know that every year there is a, a day in Judaism, Purim, uh, the, the day before, the, the Sabbath before Purim, uh, the, there is a passage that is read from the Bible directly, and that is in Deuteronomy, uh, remember what Amalek did to you. This is historical in Judaism, has been done for thousands of years, and it was never ever implied there that you should take Amalek as the enemies that are currently around us and you should go and kill them. It was always a message to remember, uh, look out for each other, defend each other, be steadfast, be righteous, be, uh, be an example to the nations, and so on. This is basic Jewish teaching. I recently talked to uh, Dr. Einat Wolf, who is a very who is, by the way, an atheist uh, Jewish scholar of Israel, and, and she, she confirmed the very same thing. Uh, you can read Maimonides, uh, the very person that Daniel Kikiju likes, likes to cite. Uh, he repeats the, the very same thing and, and uh, says that uh, teachings about Amalek are not applicable because uh, are not applicable today because um, it is obviously historically not possible. It is, uh, it is only applicable in a time where such tribes were around and may be applicable under different circumstances, and I want to be very fair here, uh, in a time where there is a kingdom, where God has interfered, where there is righteousness and so on. Uh, a, a very distant world. But hey, if you want to go to those, uh, to those contexts, then let's get back again to uh, the very report which I cited, according to which the prophet Muhammad said that that you will fight the Jews and kill them wherever you find them and you will exterminate them. Something that uh, Muslims around the world are very, very proud of. And Daniel knows this. He himself knows this very well. And seriously, Daniel, when you cite something from a, a book, you make it look like you are, cite, you are quoting the Quran. What Daniel doesn't understand is uh, that the Quran is a book, which he will confirm, that uh, has commandments for every human, for all generations, timeless, no matter where in the world. The Talmud is not the very same thing at all. In Jewish history, any rabbi, any scholarly source will explain you the very same thing. The Talmud is not a book that is full of binding laws and every single word in there is to be followed. Um, there is a passage which, which says that uh, 
which is often cited by these Jew haters, which says that uh, somebody that a non-Jew who studies the Torah should be executed. What's very funny about that passage is that on the very same page, you will find um, that they should not be executed and that uh, Gentiles who study, the who study the Torah are considered scholars. How does that make sense? Well, because, 30 seconds. because the Talmud is a book uh, which contains vast discussions between scholars in order to interpret the very texts that they believe in. It is not a book that is strictly made of explicit laws that everyone should follow. It is studied in Judaism, in rabbinic Judaism, in order to understand Jewish scholarship, not in order to understand, okay, we will do this and this and this and this, because that's exactly what the Talmud says. You got it. Thank you very much for that rebuttal. We are going to kick it over to Daniel for his rebuttal as well. Do want to let you know, folks, hey, if you haven't yet, hit that like button, not for me, but for you, so that you can tell YouTube that you enjoy content like this, juicy, controversial topics, so that YouTube can serve you exactly what you like. With that, I'm going to go over to Daniel. Thank you very much, Daniel. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so I want to um, also dedicate... Uh, this debate to the over 24,000 Palestinians that have been murdered by the terror state of Israel, the over 8,000 children that have been killed and sent to heaven by the terror state of Israel. So, um, you know, this is a debate about genocide and the religious roots of genocide. Um, the attacks of October 7th, this is a military operation. It has not been proven that most of those who were killed on October 7th or who died on October 7th were civilians. In fact, indications are that most of them were part of the IDF as either soldiers or reservists. Um, and furthermore, it seems that most of them were actually killed by Israel itself. You have uh, now uh, eyewitnesses and even members of the Israeli military saying that actually it was... Um, Israeli tanks and Israeli helicopters who were launching hellfire missiles at um, both Palestinians and um, Israelis indiscriminately. And this happened at the music festival. It happened in the kibbutzim. Um, so many uh, testimonies from Israeli witnesses themselves who are testifying to this and saying that Israel was operating. In fact, it was reported by Ynet, one of the biggest and most important um, sites on, uh, from Israel, that um, the Hannibal Directive, Hannibal Directive was invoked by Israeli military personnel. And the Hannibal Directive is that Israel, the military, will attack um, not only uh, combatants, but also its own civilians, if those civilians are being taken as hostages. This is the Hannibal Doctrine, and it's meant to prevent Israel being in a position of having to negotiate on the basis of releasing hostages. So many of these hostages, um, or many of the people at this uh, music festival or on the kibbutzim in southern Israel, they occupied southern Israel, they were actually killed by the IDF itself. Um, and there are many reports that prove this, whereas uh, reports that uh, Palestinians were beheading 40 babies and were just mutilating uh, pregnant women. None of this has been established by forensics. Even my debate opponent uh, was one of the ones who spread this myth of 40 dead uh, beheaded babies turned out to be complete atrocity propaganda lies that the Israeli 
military and the Israeli state has been pushing. Now, to go to the uh, arguments that my opponent made regarding the Hadith, his entire argument about um, what's happening in Israel is on the basis of one Hadith, and is the Hadith regarding the Gharqad tree. And he claims that this Hadith, which he presented on the screen, proves that Muslims are commanded to just kill Jews everywhere that you find them. But even the Hadith that he read disproves what he was saying, because the Hadith says fight. It says fight, which means in war, that this is a war that is to be fought between Muslims and Jews. Um, and the proof, like the one single evidence and proof that uh, debunks his entire presentation and, and his in, entire argument is that Jews have been living with Muslims historically for over 1400 years, even within Palestine itself. Before 1917, you have Jews who were living in Palestine. They were the small minority, but they had their own villages. They had their own religious um, family court. They had their own um, villages in Palestine before 1917, before the occupation began. So if the command was for Muslims to just kill Jews wherever you find them, then how are Jews living there peacefully um, in Palestine? How is it that Jews throughout history have attested to the fact that when Christians were uh, launching pogroms against them, it was the Muslims who protected them and the Muslims who um, actually sheltered Jews from the Christians. If the Hadith was to kill all Jews no matter what till the end of time, uh, then why didn't that actually take place? Why was there all of this protection of Jews and they were able to live in Muslim lands uh, peacefully for literally centuries and generations? So this simple fact completely debunks uh, um, Ridvan's argument. Um, furthermore, this hadith is about eschatology. It's about end of times. It's about a specific battle that will take place between Muslims and Jews. There's also hadith about a battle, a major battle between Muslims and Christians that happen at the end of time. Now, if we want to talk about eschatology, why don't we talk about Jewish eschatology? Why not we talk, don't we talk about how in the Mishnah Torah, and the Talmud and other Jewish authoritative Jewish texts, the uh, end of times comes with the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah, who is who comes to eradicate all religions, kill all idolaters, kill all Christians, basically, and force them to give up Christianity, destroys the Vatican, destroys every place of worship um, from other religions. This is within Jewish eschatology. And within the Talmud, we also read, and I'll give you the reference right now, that each Jew at, in the age to come will have 2,800 slaves, 2,800 non-Jewish slaves. This is what Judaism teaches about the end of times. And you can read that directly in the Talmud. And the, uh, the reference is Shabbat 32b. Anyone who is vigilant in performing the mitzvah of ritual fringes merits that 2,800 slaves will serve him in the world to come. So this is, uh, these are texts that I, would, I wonder what Ridvan thinks about and whether he will condemn them or not. Because in his rebuttal, he hasn't condemned any of these texts. He hasn't condemned any of these Jewish teachings, which I find very fascinating. Now, let me get to some of his other... Uh, claims here. 
uh, he made a claim about the uh, Hamas charter. So let's read that. If you go to the Jewish virtual library, and I put a link again, go to muslimskeptic.com and you have uh, on the homepage all of the references that I'm using. And I've linked the Hamas covenant um, from the Jewish virtual library. And this is from 1990, uh, 1988. And I'll quote uh, in section F, followers of other religions, the Islamic resistance movement, meaning Hamas, is a humanistic movement. Article 31 says the Islamic resistance movement, meaning Hamas, is a humanistic movement. It takes care of human rights and is guided by Islamic tolerance when dealing with the followers of other religions. It does not antagonize any of any one of them, except if it's antagonized by it or stands in the way to hamper its moves and wastes its efforts. Under the wing of Islam, it's possible for the followers of the three religions, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism to coexist in peace and quiet with each other. Peace and quiet would not be possible except under the wing of Islam. Past and present history are the best witness to that. It is the duty of the followers of other religions to stop disputing the sovereignty of Islam in this region because the day these followers should take over, there will be nothing but carnage, displacement, and terror. So this is from Hamas. This is their 1988 covenant, their charter. You can go read it. Then they had another updated charter in 2017, a revised co covenant. And it says here in the section, the Zionist Project, you can also find it in the Jewish Virtual Library. It says the Zionist Project is a racist, aggressive, colonial and expansionist project based on seizing the properties of others. It's hostile to the Palestinian people and to their aspirations for freedom, liberation, return and self-determination. The Israeli entity is the plaything of the Zionist Project and its base of aggression. The Zionist project does not target the Palestinian people alone. It's the enemy of the Arab and Islamic Ummah, posing a grave threat through its security and interests. It's also hostile to the Ummah's aspirations for unity. Renaissance and liberation has been a major source of its troubles. The Zionist project also poses a danger to international security and peace and to mankind and its interest in stability. Hamas affirms that, that its conflict is with the Zionist project, not with the Jews, because of their religion. Hamas does not wage a struggle against the Jews because they're Jewish, but wages a struggle against the Zionists who occupy Palestine. Yet it is the Zionists who constantly identify Judaism and the Jews with their own colonial project and illegal entity. Hamas rejects the persecution of any human being or the undermining of his or her rights on nationalist, religious, or sectarian grounds. Hamas is of the view that the Jewish problem, anti-Semitism, and the persecution of the Jews are phenomena fundamentally linked to European history and not to the history of the Arabs and the Muslims or their heritage. The Zionist movement, which was able with the help of Western powers to occupy Palestine, is the most dangerous form of settlement occupation, which has already disappeared from much of the world and, much, and must disappear from Palestine. So this is what uh, the actual Hamas charter says. So quite different from the Hasbara propaganda that my opponent uh, recited for you. He also mentioned that Israel was originally uh, secular in nature, but this is contradictory by Theodore Herzl and other founders of, of the Israeli state like Ben-Gurion, who explicitly wanted to establish a Jewish state, a Jewish ethno state. How can you be an unbiased state, an unbiased secular state, if you are uh, going to be designed as a Jewish ethno state? 
Um, this makes no sense. And when you actually look at the laws that are on the books uh, within Israel, the apartheid is clear that no, it is not a secular state in the sense that all religion and all races are equal. No, in fact, there is a preference given to Jews, Jewish Israelis. If you're Arab, if you're Palestinian, if you're non-Jewish, then you are discriminated against uh, in this massive apartheid state. And there are reports that we can look at um, with Human Rights Watch, with Amnesty International, even former President Jimmy Carter has described Israel as the apartheid state and written a book about it. So the uh, objections or rebuttal of Ridvan are exactly as expected. He is claiming that Jews are not really religious, they're secular. This is an ob objection that my opening statement anticipated. It's not just if, a, if Jewish people say, I'm religious Jew. It's about the culture, the, the influence of the Talmud on the culture of uh, Jews in Israel and outside of Israel. Um, he also mentioned anti-Zionist Jews. So this is like a small marginal percentage. Only 5% of Jews are, are anti-Zionist. The vast majority of Jews support Israel, and they support Jewish dominance in Israel as an ethno-state. Um, he mentions an angel fire site or whatever that is. That's just an apologetic site. You have so many sites that say, oh, Islam is peace. There's no such thing as jihad in Islam and, and all of these apologetics. And I, as an objective person, will point out and have pointed out in my debates that these are just apologetics that are not authentic to the actual religious teachings. Jews and Christians have analogs of this as well, and they have websites. And this is what um, the opponent, Ridvan, is pointing to. So what? You know, he doesn't accept if someone comes and debates him and says, oh, Islam is peace. He doesn't just accept that. He says, oh, this is, this is apologetics. Let's look at the Hadith. Let's look at the Quran. I'm doing the same thing. I'm saying these uh, sites are just pure apologetics. When we actually look at the texts, um, we can see exactly the uh, claims that I'm making about Judaism's racism, superiority complex, etc. It's, it's uh, violence, um, rape as a weapon of war. I didn't cite one text. So uh, my opponent says that, well, this one Talmudic passage about uh, non-Jews not being human, oh, you're reading this out of context. Really? It's not just one passage in the Talmud. It's multiple passages. What about the passage in the Jerusalem uh, Talmud about uh, the kill even the best of Gentiles? He didn't address that. Comparing Gentiles to snakes, kill the best of snakes. You didn't address that. What's the context there? What about uh, um, killing a uh, non-Jew who has been raped, a three-year-old non-Jew? I referenced the Mishnah Torah. I referenced the, Shul, um, the Shulchan Aruch. I mentioned uh, all of these authoritative religious texts. You haven't addressed any of them. The fact this idea of racial superiority is not limited to one passage of the Talmud. It's an overall concept that is repeated by many rabbis, many religious authorities, past and present. A little hand wave and, oh, this is out of context. That's, that's really weak. That's really weak. Um, you got it. The Mishnah Torah... The Mishnah Torah says that the authoritative rule is that a non-Jew who studies the Talmud is to be killed. So just to correct one of the things that my opponent mentioned, also to correct one thing that he mentioned, he said Amalek is something that is not actually relevant. Yes, it is. 
when Benjamin Netanyahu references Amalek and says, don't forget Amalek in reference to the Palestinians, it is relevant. It is relevant. Uh, when members of the Israeli Knesset, when members of the IDF are singing about the only mitzvah that we will follow is the mitzvah to kill Amalek, they're singing this like on TikTok. IDF soldiers are singing this. That means that is relevant. Also, your claims about me supporting pedophilia. This is garbage. This is uh, you, if you want to look at pedophilia, look at what the Talmud says about marriage to a three year old, including sexual intercourse. And I cited some of that. We can cite that more of those passages in the open dialogue. But that you have missed completely misrepresented my views. Um, but we can talk about more in the open dialogue. We'll jump into the open dialogue. Just a couple of quick housekeeping things. Folks, if you didn't notice, at the top of the chat is a poll. What is at the cause of the Israel-Palestine conflict? It's already got 1,300 votes. So if you haven't yet, the options are Islam, Judaism, neither or both. So do check out that poll that's here at the Modern Day Debate live chat here on YouTube, and you can put your vote in there. We're going to jump into the open dialogue. I got to say, gentlemen, if you could do me a favor, the biggest thing is you just want to make sure you have equal time and that there's minimal interrupting. A little bit, we can let it slide. We don't want to be too structured, but at the same time, if I have to, you know, I got to jump in and put us into one or two minute segment responses. So if we want to keep that more organic discussion, please do me a favor. Work with me here. All right, gentlemen, thanks so much. The floor is all yours. So I want to just clarify well, hold, with Red Bond. Do you condemn these teachings of Judaism? Do you condemn them? Like, are we on the same page? Do you condemn those teachings of the Torah? You just finished your rebuttal. It would be probably, you know, nice. It's open dialogue. We can, both of us can talk. Do you condemn? I know. Do you condemn those teachings? Do you condemn you those teachings? Your... It's a simple question. It's a simple question. Do you condemn what the Talmud says about non-Jews? Do you condemn matter. the raping of three-year-olds? It, yes no? it, does, it doesn't say rape three-year-olds. Yes, it does. Uh, uh, you want me to read the Mishnah Torah again? This is not, this is not a cross-examination section. This is not a cross-examination I'm just asking. Section. I'm just asking you. Do okay, you no, I don't. I don't. I don't. You don't? Okay, so you're, no, fine don't. With, you're fine with killing the non-Gentile? three-year-old no, who has been raped you're fine kill, with that. killing the non -gen no i'm not i'm not fine with it so I you, you I condemn i said condemn i don't Judaism. condemn it this is a this is a uh, a false choice you are presenting it as if uh it is true and it must be condemned or it is true and uh, and i approve of it that's not the case here this is a fallacy as somebody who is supposed to have studied uh so much logic and psychology you should know this no i don't condemn it and i also don't acknowledge that it is a thing so i don't approve of it that's how simple it is it, okay, you want me to read just, that it's a there thing. Are not just, you there you are deny just that choices. it's a thing. You deny okay. that it's a thing. So do you want me to read the you just, passages you just, again? You just do you want, do you want me to read the passages rebuttal. again? Gentlemen, one Games. second. I do want to I want to give you guys a chance if you want to talk about this, but this is the last thing. I want to give you a chance to ask apostate prophet Daniel, and then I'm going to give it, uh, apostate this is prophet not, a chance to ask if you, you if a you wanted well. to, If you wanted a cross-examination section, you should have asked for it. Okay, it's, because I, that's I, that's how it works. This we can we can have one minute, two minute back and forth. But. If you'd really like it, we I mean, if you uh, if if two questions at a time is too much, we can have it be or apostate. If you want to ask one now, and then we'll let Daniel come. No, back you, you know what? One. You know what? My suggestion is actually, if Daniel wants to do this so much, let's have another debate and let's prepare for only cross examination, and then we'll see what happens. How about that? You're not prepared to talk about the Judaism. No, 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 no. 
I would like to, if you like to do a cross-examination. Cross no, I asked you a question. I would I like wanna, to do a As I mentioned, as I mentioned the gentlemen, only, gentlemen, I have to so jump in just because, I already answered. as you mentioned, so it sounds like uh, AP is saying, hey, why don't we just do one question each direction at a time? That's fine. We can do that. Well, let's get it, is, it is not it is stupid to say uh, i want to ask you this question then i reject the question and then you you push me to uh respond to this it is, uh the way you want and otherwise you will not move on that's ridiculous this is, it's not this is not a fruitful we're, conversation we're, we'll give you a chance to ask your question now ap of daniel okay um so daniel gave a long speech here and he included something at the very end uh and i want to ask him about that because he seems to be very sure and uh he seems to be presenting to the audience this idea that i misrepresented him uh daniel do you accept for me to play a brief video of you saying that uh it's okay for men to marry little children People know the clip. Um, Are you okay with it or not? We can play it, yeah. Okay, all right. I'll play the video now. Since you said that I misrepresented you, I will share the sound of it and play it right here. So you said this is garbage, I misrepresented you. When there are signs of physical maturity, it becomes permissible for the husband in Islamic law to have marital relationships or consummate the relation with his bride. And this is the example of the prophet, peace be upon him. Do you know well, what precocious puberty is? Starting puberty unusually early. Like, Is there anything in Islam that prevents you from, in a man, marrying a five-year-old that started precocious puberty? You can arrange a marriage even as an infant, but that doesn't mean that sex is allowed. Could a man have a marriage to a five-year-old consummated if she started precocious puberty? If she starts showing signs of physical maturity, then yes, that's permissible, as I said, principle. If there are signs Three. of... So this is something that becomes biologically impossible because precocity, there are no... I it goes as early as 11 months. Well, that's something that the parents would not... Uh, the, see, the thing about Islamic marriage is that parents are involved at these ages. And when you look at the marriage... Uh... There you have it. All right, so can I respond to your misrepresentation? Presented you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you, I gave you a chance to condemn the rape of a three-year-old and killing uh, oh. the three-year-old after you didn't have a condemnation for that. So your moral compass is not really a standard here. Um, so so, so I if you have like, you. yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because you said that I huh. support pedophilia. I support marriage like every other religion, <laughs> like every other uh, culture within history. Yeah, laugh it up. But we're laughing at you, Apis. We're laughing at we're laughing at the fact that I read you about raping three year olds and killing them. And you couldn't condemn that. Right. So when you have marriage tied to puberty, you can give these ridiculous scenarios like, oh, what if a 11 11th month old has puberty or what if the embryo in the womb has puberty like, you know, Googling philosophy was talking about like that's ridiculous in every culture. You have when girls uh, and boys, they reach puberty, which can happen as young as eight or nine years old, then marriage is, is going to be considered. Um, in the current secular world, uh, there's plenty of sex that eight and nine and 10 year olds are having. You have no problem, uh, Apus, with eight and nine year olds having sex in these public schools. You have no problem with that. Why? Because you don't support any kind of legislation to ban it. So that kind of sex is happening because it's natural when you reach puberty. Um, 
to start desiring for that kind of behavior. Islam and traditional religions regulate that, including Judaism. Judaism doesn't have like an anti-minor uh, marriage stance. It's actually the most extreme in allowing marriage to happen and sex to happen without any regard to puberty. And those are the pas passages that I read you from the Mishnah Torah. And you don't want to talk about Judaism. You want to talk about me. So I'm, I'm just ex explaining to you that uh, the stance that I have is the stance that every religion has had traditionally, that Judaism has. Uh, and your stance is incoherent because you're you fine done? with you're fine with eight and nine year olds or even younger having sex in public schools. Are you done? So this is not about uh, about what I think of, of child marriage. This is about what you said. Uh, it's very uh, interesting. I said that you are a pedophilia activist and you said that um, men should be able to marry and have sex with seven, five, four year olds and so on. Um, you said that is garbage and I misrepresented you. Then I played the video and now you say I misrepresented you as a pedophilia activist. Uh, you don't you're not a pedophilia activist. You are a you are pro marriage. So marriage to little children, not just sex with I, that, that doesn't even make any sense. And I even explicitly said uh, you you allow or you think it's OK for men to marry and have sex with little children. So here is just a clear example of that. This is not about uh, the discussion the, on pedophilia. This I, is a dis there is a hypothetical presented. Stop interrupting me. I just let you speak. Um, I said hypothetical. Just, That's the misrepresentation. Okay, hypothetically having sex with uh, four-year-old children. Good. Fantastic. Thank you. Wow. Who have um, reached puberty, which is a physical impossibility. Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? So in that scenario, you accepted that as a possibility and said, uh, if there are signs, it would if, be okay. But now you're, were possible, you're, now you're saying that were not possible. possible. If that were possible in some uh -huh, bizarre uh -huh. world. Uh -huh. yeah. So uh, in, in some bizarre world, an 11th month, 11 month old, or even a one month old could be hitting puberty. Daniel, a hypothetical uh, alternative reality. Can a, yes. can a four year old uh, girl have precocious puberty, early signs of puberty? I don't know of any cases of that you confirmed it right there in the, your debate with inspiring philosophy no i confirmed precocious puberty that's precocious what I just puberty asked is that's what i just seven or eight you. yeah not four year old oh, no uh michael cited the study to you it goes as early as 11 months and we debunked the study that he cited he doesn't know what he, he doesn't know how to read a study we so had a medical that... doctor sit and debunk his nonsense. I don't want to go too far. Just this because is the like, topic this is that we, the topic like that I promised today. everybody today is on the war in particular. So I do want to read sure, sure, this yeah. back before we go. I mean, far. everybody, everybody has has seen uh, what Daniel denies, and then we can clearly see him uh, saying. That. Well, we just saw uh, you deny the rape of a three-year-old in, in the Mishnah Torah. You have Torah. to go back, gentlemen. I hate to do this, but that, no, we're talking okay, about Judaism. Okay, this okay. is the okay. law within Judaism, and it's tied to what. The IDF is doing in Palestine right now. They're raping children. Do you have evidence of them raping children? Yeah, their own statements. This own statement of the IDF uh, making TikTok videos, soldiers saying that, yeah, I raped a 14 year old and killed her. You know, do you have a, do we so have happy about that? Do you have evidence of the IDF raping children? Can you can you provide evidence yeah, of their, the IDF their statements? Raping children? Yeah, their own testimony. Their own, their own where, testimony. Where do you have? Do you, can you present the evidence? I don't have the screen share. Um, good, good. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. But we can, so. people will post the TikTok. I would, I, I retweeted it. 
I thought so. Yeah, uh, you said that I shared. You said you said my opponent shared the propaganda of forty beheaded babies. Uh, can you show me where exactly, or can you tell me where exactly and when exactly I said that uh, yeah, Hamas beheaded forty babies? Yeah, happy to share that with you right now. Okay, go ahead. Just give me one second. In the meantime, folks, do want to remind you our guests are linked in the description. That includes at the podcast. You can find our guests linked below. I'll give you a chance, Daniel. Okay. TikTok is the best. Yeah. On October tenth, you tweeted, "They indiscriminately eradicated entire families and communities, and then complain about the retaliations." Savages. So you're quoting a Hamas article. This was October tenth. Then someone re replied. So th this uh, article that you shared, Hamas slaughtered babies and children in kibbutz massacre. Bodies of in dead infants discovered as Israeli soldiers enter Kafar Azah, one of the last villages to be recaptured from the territories. Then someone replied to you, last I heard the claim about baby slaughter is not confirmed yet. It's just some people claiming they saw, saw bodies. And then you said, you replied, it is confirmed that children and babies are killed. The specific claim about 40 babies some of which were beheaded, was confirmed by multiple different sources and only disputed by one source. That uh -huh. was your tweet on 12.45 a.m. October 11th, 2023. So according to what you just quoted from me, I said uh, that multiple sources have confirmed that uh, children and, that, and, and a report of uh, babies killed, some of them beheaded. However, uh, you, however, you said in your rebuttal, you said in your rebuttal that I uh, promoted or shared the, the theory or the propaganda that 40 babies were beheaded. Yeah, you and did. Yet you, and yet just you the tweet that I just read. Yet you just quoted me, uh, not saying that at all, but just confirming that uh, there are confirmed reports of babies killed some beheaded yeah you're so, you're so, spreading so which, this you're so spreading this nonsense which which one is it now did i did i say there are confirmed reports of children and babies killed some beheaded or did i say 40 babies were beheaded you which said reports of 40 babies killed some of them beheaded uh-huh is confirmed uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. you good, spread good, that good you spread so that I, so i didn't say uh th i didn't that, say yeah. 40 babies were beheaded good yes Fantastic. you did you said 40 right. babies some of them beheaded yeah that's the that's the entire <laughs> propaganda that you were spreading. Now we know that it's not forty babies. You can't. Now we know that there are no there is no evidence of forty babies. All of yeah. those confirmed reports are were complete propaganda, complete yeah. lies, and you spread it just like you spread all these other uh, all these other lies about uh, the supposed atrocities committed by Palestine. I don't understand if lies. you are if you are aware, but it looks like you don't understand uh, simple English statements here. And this is not a big surprise because uh, you yeah. recently you recently yeah. cited an article which says that um, the IDF confirms that three thousand Hamas uh, militants have been killed. You made a video posting that and said this article confirms that three thousand IDF soldiers were killed, which is so weird. <laughs> How would you? You read the article. You put it on the screen. You that. highlighted it. You said, according to their to their own sources, three thousand IDF soldiers were killed, and the article actually says three thousand Hamas militants were killed. Are you aware? Yeah, they're of this? made. Of, they have may have been an editing mistake. But ah, great. It was. But your mistake. statement, uh -huh. you're you're Fantastic. pushing the forty dead baby myth. You haven't retracted that. You doubled I down never, on it. Actually, you I doubled have. down it. Actually, okay, I have, so now uh, you you do retract. No, I, I didn't. I didn't retract. I actually explained it very well. And it's so right you, here. what do you mean it's you right didn't here. retract it? 
it's right here short explanation to the on the 40 beheaded baby story if you want to look at it so much through my Twitter yeah, they feed, did you have idf right did claim idf never claimed 40 babies were the israeli beheaded. the israeli government and the u.s government joe biden went on tv and he said that there are 40 dead babies beheaded no, babies he, actually, actually no he did not yes he did yes he, he did. did not his exact yes, words were not that he said that but uh, why why does he get screen sharing uh privileges can i share my screen <laughs> He did. He did. Biden never said there were forty. Yeah, let's make babies. this neutral, uh, James. Like he can just share his screen whenever he wants. Joe Biden never said there were forty bearded babies. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, well, in previous debates, we agreed to share screen for opening statements, not just in the open dialogue people didn't share. Otherwise, does, how am I going make to you, coordinate my make okay, so, OBS? Okay, well, make well, hold on. AP, just a second. I think he was asking me, not you. Is that you can as well, if you'd like. There was never any rule that said you can't share during I wasn't aware the dialogue. I wasn't aware of that. Okay, well, you're welcome to. So you... We, it was probably the Jews. Do, we, do you hold on, AP? If you want a chance to right now, Daniel, since you didn't know, not a big deal. If you want to right now, feel free to launch into it. People will see it. Yeah, as long as you want. Okay. Um, th this is a fantastic opportunity. You just claimed that Joe Biden said there were forty beheaded babies. Uh, can you show us that? Yeah, let me pull it up. <laughs> uh, and and it has to be that, not something else that you say could refer to that. It has to be him saying uh, forty beheaded babies or forty babies, forty dead babies, something like that. Go ahead, tell, go ahead and show us, please. I'm very curious to see that. This is going so very, very well so far. I really appreciate this yeah. debate. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's going really well for you, Apos. You didn't yeah. address any of the claims of Judaism. Yeah. You didn't condemn Judaism. It's very interesting that you have all these critiques of Islam. But when I talk about Jews, Jewish law, you have nothing to say. It's actually yeah. very, it's, looking very good for you. That's very good. Uh, by the way, I want to I want to say one thing. Point. Just one disclaimer. Um, now you repeatedly call me call me apus, which is an insult. Uh, which is an insult that was created by you call uh, me a pedophile. Your, one of your dear friends, pedophile so, uh, advocate. That's what you're calling me, right? Okay, I just want to clarify. That's not, uh, is that insult? Is that insult? No, it's it's a fact. Um, I just want okay. to. I just want to clarify one thing. So I'm okay with you insulting me, but um, I have to say, if you continue insulting me, I will also refer to Muhammad as a child molester. Is that okay with you? Do you see my screen now? Is that okay with you? I just asked you a question. Do you see my screen or no? Yes, we can. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But well, you know, if you call me. Uh, you see this? White names, House walks back that. Biden's claim he saw children beheaded by Hamas. Okay. U.S. president, spokesperson say comments were based on news reports and claims of Israeli officials. So let me get on my screen because now I have to set up a screen share on this as well. Folks, in the meantime, I want to let you know you can find both of our guests linked in the description. And also want to let you know that poll at the top of the chat has over 2,000 votes now. That's what is at the cause of the Israel-Palestine war and the choices are Islam, Judaism, neither or both. We're going to close that shortly. With that, I'll kick it back over to you, Daniel. Okay, Fantastic. so do you, you see this? What do you have to say about this? This is a report. 
Okay, where okay. do you have where do you have Joe Biden? White House saying... claims Biden saw photos of terrorists beheading children. <laughs> I in just Israel had, Hamas you just, war. You just claimed you just claimed Joe Biden also said. <laughs> so how are you going to work this out? Uh, how are you going to work this out? I want. Are you scared of me asking you the actual question, Daniel? You just claimed that Joe Biden uh, himself said uh, that that there are beheaded babies. Where can you can you tell me where he said that, please? White House NBC News. White House clarifies Biden's claim he saw photos of terrorists beheading okay. children. So not only did he see, not only did he see pictures okay. of okay. beheaded babies, okay. he actually saw, claimed to see Hamas beheading babies. Okay, he says beheading children. You just said <laughs> Joe Biden talked about beheaded babies or, or spread the same story about beheaded babies. Can you show us where he said that? <laughs> President Joe Biden painted a vivid picture of the horrors of the Israeli Hamas war and remarks to Jewish community leaders Wednesday, but the White House later had to clarify his claims. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. Uh -huh. Biden said in broader remarks about his administration's support for Israel amid its war with Hamas and efforts to free American hostages. The uh -huh. White House did not immediately respond to requests for further details about Biden's remarks. Two senior administration officials said Biden was referring to reports from Israel about beheaded children and cited several media reports of beheadings. NBC News has not conform confirmed those reports. IDF spokesperson Doran Spielman told NBC News that specific report and that number I can't confirm. And a spokesperson great, for great, great. Okay. Netanyahu Daniel. said Wednesday that toddlers and babies were found in Kafar Aza, a kibbutz in southern Israel, with their heads decapitated after okay, Hamas's attack where, over the weekend. But where are the 40 so, babies so you're, and where did Joe Biden say that he's that he that said that he saw babies. beheaded children? So your your entire rebuttal to this is that no no he said children he didn't say babies. Okay, so here is a here is a thing. Let's say Joe Biden makes a statement that is inaccurate, right, or that that is wrong, and we can criticize him for that. And many did, and I did too, by the way. Not at uh, the time. Not at the time. So, okay. Um, After the fact, when it was debunked, no, yeah, it's easy to no, say that. Oh well, okay, nothing, I don't stand by that. Nothing is being granted here, Daniel. You are making you're you're lying here uh, by omission. No, I'm not lying. Uh, Joe Biden. You said that Joe Biden confirmed the story of forty beheaded babies. He said. Uh, he said beheaded babies. Yet in the article we just read, right in front of us, uh, it says that he saw confirmed pictures of uh, children children beheaded. So what is it now? Is it 40 beheaded babies or is it children beheaded? Which one is it now, Daniel? Could, because if you want to take one false statement or one uh, ambiguous statement and say, look, he made a mistake, therefore he agreed to this, that's not how it works. That's not how anything works. Yeah, I could, you're right. You I got me. Say, you got me. I said, yes, I, did. I said babies I did. instead of children. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, it was yes, great. I did. Really, yes, I did. really I did. Uh, big own there. You, it Thank was you a gotcha the, moment. <laughs> Thank you for the demonstration. I indeed got you. Yeah. Uh, you further claimed that the IDF, that most of the civilians uh, that died in Israel were killed by the IDF, didn't you? I said there are some reports that a lot of the ones who are killed in Israel were killed by the IDF. You want me to I'm pull pretty, up those reports? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you said you said most uh, mostly killed by the IDF. Uh, let's pull up the sources. Let's do, pull do, up the you, do you do you not stand by that now or what? Yeah, let's pull up the sources so I can. Can you tell us? Exactly. Can you tell us which source that is? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it. Hold on. Is it gonna be Electronic Intifada? No, it's gonna be Ynet. Hoods News. Are you are you aware of Ynet? Yes, I am. Does it say that right. most is that is that Hamas were... source too? No, is that is that, that Hamas source or not? No. Does it say most civilians okay. were killed by let, IDF? Let's let's open the the source. 
Okay, okay. And read it. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Because uh, it is it is beyond reasonable doubt proven that the civilians were not mostly killed by IDF. And it is also not proven that uh, many people were killed by the IDF. In fact, you presented a, a whole uh, narrative here that uh, it now shows that uh, at the rave, the IDF came in with helicopters and killed people. And there are witness accounts. Daniel, can you name one witness or can you name one source which says that they saw the IDF come in and shoot at people at the rave from helicopters? I'm pressing you on every single one of these claims because all of this is a lie and you do this every single time. Every debate that you go into, you make these baseless claims without any single piece of evidence. This is a complete Yeah, we, we're seeing the evidence. We're seeing the evidence right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, show us. Okay. Do you see my screen? Yep. Yes. Okay. So this is a Ynet article. Mm -hmm. We can go to it says Israel ordered all combat units on October 7th to stop Palestinian fighters from returning to Gaza with captives at all costs. Quote, Don't read it, read, read this was an order to use the Hannibal procedure, although without clear, clearly mentioning this explicit name, about 70 vehicles were shot by a combat helicopter, an anti-tank missile or a tank. And at least in some cases, everyone in Daniel, the vehicle was killed. The tweet, the it article. is not clear. Dude, you're such an idiot. Here's the article. Like the article is uh, misrepresenting. Do you okay. see this? Yes, yes. Can you show us where the article it's where where it says that it is, no, uh, is that there's evidence that is proven there are witness accounts that the I that the IDF helicopters went in and destroyed the um, or or killed people. Go, go ahead, show us. Come on. Yeah. This is just like when you cite uh, when you cite a research paper and you only read us what the what the what a summary by somebody says about it, whereas the content of it doesn't say anything like that at all. You are doing a fantastic job right now, by the way. Great track record. Hold on, let me pull another lie exposed right there. Uh huh. Why not article with Google Translate? Let's see what it says. You know Hebrew? You want to read the Hebrew? No. Let's go, <laughs> let's go ahead and see what it says. You never really read this, did you? you On the morning of October 7th, several impressive episodes of heroism and sacrifice were reported in the history of the country, but also a long series of failures, malfunctions, and chaos in the army. The seven days investigation that will be published tomorrow outlines the first hours of Black Sabbath, a command system that failed almost completely and was completely blinded. Fought fighters who, due to a lack of communication, had to direct aid from the air using the cell phone. Marines who brought fighters into battle with weapons without intentions or ceramic vests. Old and unadapted uh, orders that are pasted by copy, paste, and sent to the field. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. All right. Where is it? Come on. Come on, Daniel. Come on. You made a big claim. Show us. Where is it? Where is the evidence? Go ahead. Show us. One Where of the revelations the revealed, just hold on, hold on, clown. One of the re revelations revealed in the investigation is that at midnight on October 7th, the IDF ordered all of its combat units in practice to use the Hannibal procedure. Although without clearly mentioning this explicit name, the order uh -huh. was to stop at all costs, quote, any attempt by Hamas terrorists to return to Gaza, that is despite the fear that some of them have abductees. Uh-huh. It is, uh-huh, uh-huh. It is estimated that about a thousand terrorists and infiltrators were killed in the area between the Otaf settlements and the Gaza Strip. It's not clear at this time how many were abductees, 
were killed due to the activation of this command. <laughs> so they're not clear on how many uh, abductees. And this is like a month after this, this article is from what date? Uh -huh. uh, do you know what, what this is talking about, Daniel? Yeah, it's, it's talking about the Hannibal Directive, which is the directive within the IDF to kill any potential terrorists and Israeli captives indiscriminately. That's the Hannibal Directive. Okay. You want us to look can, that up as you, well? Can you show us where in this article it mentions that this was at the Nova Festival? <laughs> That's what the, that was the question, because that was the claim. This is it's talking about October 7th, so it's not limited where, to the where Nova is Festival. The, where does it mention the Nova Festival? That was your claim. No, no, I said uh, on October 7th. You said Nova Festival. It's not just your, I said opening space. No, I said the Nova Festival and the Kibbutzim. Do you know what Kibbutz is? Uh, yes, I actually do know. Okay, uh, do you know? Well, that I you, mentioned you both a... of them, did okay. I? And I didn't say okay. that this source okay. is saying only the Nova Festival. So, so, so you do I'm, not. So, so you I'm don't agree. Line of so you, I've so you don't established, agree. That, uh... I've established everything that so, you asked me to establish. Daniel, Daniel. Uh, so do you, now do you know what this article? Do you know what this article is? Do you know what this article is? Yeah, we read is? it. We all we no, read it clearly. The article is talking about vehicles that passed the border and went into into the Gaza Strip. Yeah, they were talking. Yeah, that's where talking the, about that's where the conflict. Was. That's where the casualties supposedly happened. It is talking happened. about on the border. Shooting. Yeah. He's yeah, talking on the border. Where do you think? Hold on one second. Where do you Hold think? Hold on one second. Massive one second. Just to be sure, gentlemen, I have no idea what you're reading. Yeah, yeah, we just read it. We just read it. Or I should say your your passion. So what I have to do is really quick. I just want to jump in just to be sure because there's so much speaking over here that I just want to be sure that everybody's able to hear both of you one at a time though. So go ahead. I think that you were saying apostate prophet that there was something going on in the article, and then I think something to the effect of Daniel, you were saying just at the border. I want to give you guys a chance first AP, if I got that right, and then we'll go to Daniel. Uh, yeah, his claim was that uh, that there were, that it is confirmed that helicopters came in and killed people at the Nova Festival. No such evidence exists, it's nowhere. The article explicit, the article is talking about how Israel uh, attacked vehicles which crossed the border it says very clearly there to prevent them from coming back uh where excessive use may have excessive force may have been used which may imply the hannibal directive it never says that that was actually the order given so fantastic no, no, the, ahead, the article uh, says explicitly that the order was given the hannibal directive was given that's what we just we, read everyone saw we just, it on the screen we just read it there it's saying uh that th it is implied although it wasn't explicitly mentioned this is like the most pro-israel website yeah, and it's yeah. saying that this is the directive that was given the yeah. actual directive is to kill any potential captives so they yeah. fired indiscriminately and they blew away 70 vehicles. And they're not sure how many actually had uh, Hamas and how many actually had Israelis. The and article said that, that that we just read. And where did they do that? Were they shooting inside Israel or southern Israel, where all of October 7th, all the attack happened in southern Israel? It was no. at the festival. Nope. It was at the kibbutzim. Nope. You're like this type, type of <laughs> trying to exonerate the IDF on the basis of these technicalities. You know, I commend you on that. That's a very Israeli tactic, but it's also ridiculous. Like people are seeing the article right there. Yeah. Look at this article, article. Another right article. There. Yeah, another article here. By the way, um, to clarify this, the Hannibal Directive doesn't exist anymore. It was a <laughs> a, a directive in the past. Which then is why did why, they invoke it? Why does this article from a month ago talk about it? Which is why the article that we just read, which Daniel Kikic himself put on, directly says uh, that. 
an order was given which is um you know implies the hannibal directive it never says that the hannibal directive was specifically ordered because it can't be ordered because it is no longer officially a thing so the same the article thing is that again, was implied the article, the article is, is meant what is the hannibal directive then? the article is about what does the article mean what does the article mean that it was implied it says that uh they are supposed to at all costs, shoot at the Hamas vehicles that are that are at the border to prevent them from coming back. That's what the article is actually. No, about. that's it's not the, What is the Hannibal about. directive? What is the implied Hannibal directive? Answer that's that exactly question. what it is. Shooting at the targets, knowing that there may be that there may be Israeli abductees in the vehicles, which they made a difficult decision and decided to shoot anyway because they are preventing. Uh, the thousands of Hamas terrorists from roaming inside Israel and coming back. That is what was what what, what was uh, the case there. It okay, is not you. about helicopters shooting at the Nova Music Festival. You have yes. no single evidence for that. I didn't say they're shooting at the Nova Festival, just killing random Israelis. Uh -huh. They're killing so, what a mixture of what they thought were uh, Palestinian fighters and uh, Israelis. All right. They indiscriminately fired. And they killed many of them, hundreds of them, apparently. Okay. And you um, you just acknowledged that that's the case. No, I did not. Yeah, you just explained I, that that's what the Hannibal Directive is. I and that's what was ordered or was implied. I explicitly described here many, many times that that is not the case, but apparently you don't get it. Everyone else is getting it. Yeah, we, we all heard you say, uh, <laughs> describe what the Hannibal Directive actually is. So let me read so, from the Mishnah Torah right now. So I'm do you have your questioning? You've you've asked me plenty of questions. Now now it's my turn to ask. So yeah. So you have no questions. nobody. You have now. No let me ask let's, you let's, questions. Let's, let me ask you some questions. Okay. Now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So Maimonides, mm -hmm. the greatest legal scholar of the Torah in Judaism, says if a Jewish male enters into relations with a Gentile woman, when he does so intentionally, she should be executed. She is executed because she caused a Jew to be involved in an unseemly transgression, as is the law with regard to an animal. This applies regardless of whether the Gentile woman was a minor of three years of age or an adult, whether she was single or married. And it applies even if the Jew was a minor of nine years old. She, meaning the non-Jew, is executed. Do you, yes or no, do you condemn this teaching of the Mishnah Torah? I would have to look into it properly. <laughs> do you, do you, just assume, if, if, you know, put a conditional on it. If I, I presented it accurately, and people can go to Muslim Skeptic, they can go to the link and read it off of a Jewish website. If I've read it correctly and presented it correctly, do you condemn this, yes or no? If it was precisely presented in the very, uh, in, in, the, in the most correct sense, just like that, the way you read it, yes, I would condemn it. Okay, so do you condemn the fact that in Judaism, if a Jew kills a non-Jew, he is not punishable by a Jewish court? Do you condemn that? I do not condemn it because uh, we cannot confirm that that is actually the case. The Talmud talks about uh, punishments applied within uh, within a Jewish environment um, where, where Jews and non-Jews are judged separately and Jews don't have proper jurisdiction over what actually happens to, to non-Jews. No, no, we're talking about a Jewish majority. Which is discussed in the, in the Talmud uh, thoroughly, and you and I are not Talmud scholars. Well, some of us know more about the Talmud than others, but the... You, you clearly don't. Yes, I do. And also Israel Shahak, a Jewish historian and academic, when he says 
Rabbinical authorities differ among themselves as to the precise details of the circumstances under which a Jew may rob a Gentile, but the whole debate is concerned only with the relative power of Jews and Gentiles rather than with universal considerations of justice and humanity. This may explain why so very few rabbis have protested against the robbery of Palestinian property in Israel. It was backed by overwhelming authority. He also says a Jew who murders a Gentile is guilty only of a sin against the laws of heaven, not punishable by a court. To cause directly the death of a Gentile is no sin at all. One of the most two most important commentators on the Shulhan Aruch, which is a Jewish legal text, explains that when it comes to a Gentile, one must not lift one's hands to harm him, but one may harm him indirectly. For instance, by removing a ladder when he's fallen into a crevice, there's no prohibition there. So this apartheid, do you condemn this racial apartheid? Yes or no? Can you read that final part one more time? The one that you just read? Okay. Um, the Shulhan Aruch explains that when it comes to a Gentile, one must not lift one's hands to harm him, but one Uh may harm him Uh indirectly, for instance, by removing a ladder after he has fallen into a crevice, Uh meaning like a Uh hole. So, so if you um, if if you remove a ladder, okay, intentionally remove a ladder that so that a Jew or a non-Jew rather cannot come up out of the, of a hole, you'll kill him. But there's no problem there because it's indirect. You didn't kill so, him directly by shooting him or stabbing him. You just direct. You just led to his death by removing the ladder. There's no problem with that. And even no, if you did kill him directly, you murdered the non-Jew directly. That's not punishable in any court of law. Now, this is very different than Islam. It's different from Christianity. This is specific to Judaism. So, again, this is from an academic Jewish historian, well-known Israel Shahak. Do you condemn this, yes or no? Uh, I can answer this very, very easily. Um, first off, if it is presented exactly as it is, yes, I do condemn it. But here is the issue. Um, you just read us a passage from a Jewish text, 16th century, by the way, on Jewish law, um, which says clearly that you may not directly lift your hand and cause harm on Gentiles, but you may do it indirectly, while at the same time during this whole debate, you are saying that they are following their Talmud by going after um, you know, Palestinians or non-Jews and directly targeting and massacring them. This no, is, that's, this is a contradiction. This is no, a contradiction. No. The, the quote is not about war. In war, there's a different set of teachings. Even in Islam, uh-huh. there's okay. a different okay. set of teachings between war and, and non-war. So this is like such a stupid objection. In war, it, it is actually there's obligatory uh... war. There's obligatory war. And then there's voluntary war. In both types of war, uh, Jews kill non-Jews, obviously. They're commanded to kill non-Jews. Mm-hmm. In the obligatory wars, they're commanded to kill not only men, but also women, children, and infants. This is okay. Melchamet uh, Mitzvah. So this is, this is standard Jewish law. Okay, Daniel, you just said that um, this is unlike uh, Islam, for example. Such a thing is not found in Islam, only in Judaism. Um, is it not true that according to Quran, chapter 9, verse 29, it says that uh, Muslims are to fight those who do not believe in Allah uh, and don't accept the religion of Islam, fight them until they are humiliated and pay the jizya, upon, which means, uh, as Muhammad uh, said it, that uh, Muslims are supposed to fight and convert the disbelievers or make them pay jizya and become uh, humiliated dhimmis or kill and enslave them, which you even confirmed. Is that true, yes or no? Yeah, Islam has uh, jihad. We've, I've had many debates on jihad and the rules uh-huh. of jihad. But what differs, so, what differs is that in Islam, 
according to the explicit command of the Prophet وسلم, in, as recorded in Hadith, found it in Sahih Muslim and elsewhere, your Muslim soldiers are not supposed to deliberately kill women, children, priests, rabbis, and the elderly. This is the this is Islamic law. But in Jewish law, you are supposed to. It's encouraging you. It's obligatory to kill women, children, the elderly, and even infants, even animals. And this is coming directly from Deuteronomy, also numbers within the Old Testament. So th this is a very clear difference between Islam's rules of jihad and the Jewish rules of war and uh, that I've described to you. So um, according to you... So, and then on the screen, I'm sharing the screen, the quote, people are uh, contesting that this is part of the uh, Jewish law. Here's the Mishnah Torah. This site is Safaria, a Jewish site. It says, if by contrast, the Jewish male enters into relations with a Gentile woman, when he does so intentionally, she should be executed. She is executed because she caused the Jew to be involved in an unseemly transgression, as is the law with regard to an animal. So this is very clear. It's not just one verse in the Talmud referring, saying that non-Jews are animals. This is in many, many Jewish texts, and it's found as a basic concept within Jewish law. And even in the case of rape, a, a Jew can rape a three-year-old non-Jew and then kill, and then the non-Jew is killed. The three-year-old is killed by the authorities. Why? Because this is like bestiality. The Jew committed bestiality by having sex with a, with a non-Jew. So this is the type of religion that you're defending. Uh, yeah, no, nowhere, nowhere does it say that. Nowhere does it say that. Uh, that nowhere does it I, say that. I'm showing this nowhere, on the screen right now on this Jewish website. If you, this is the Mishnah Torah chapter, like Forbidden speak. Intercourse 12. Nowhere does it say what? That they're animals? It says it right here. If you let me speak, I will actually, you cut me off halfway through a sentence and then you, and you, and you deny what, it, what I just said before I even complete the sentence. That's how you operate. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is not allowable in Judaism to rape Gentiles or to rape anybody. That's not what the passage says. That's not what anything says. You made the very same claim about the rabbi, uh, the, the grand um, rabbi of the, of the IDF, um, Al Karim. You said that he said that uh, the soldiers are allowed to rape their opponents. This is, has been debunked thoroughly. In fact, the very same rabbi... <laughs> Uh, the very same year, I think a week after he published that supposed article, he clarified um, lots of people misunderstood this as condoning rape. I must clarify, under no circumstances is rape allowed. You can, you can even find this. I mean, you often uh, just post a Wikipedia article and highlight it on your Twitter page. Just go on Al Karim's Wikipedia article. You can find it right there. You can find it right Reuters. there where he says where Reuters. he says it is clarified that he says rape is never permissible. Yeah, after he got in trouble, after no, he, he got in no, trouble for his no. remarks and went viral, then. then he clarified. But his original statement was that the soldiers can rape. That no, was his original not. teaching and his original statement. And then when he got in trouble, then he his he changed his story. Uh -huh. So go to Reuters, if that's not an uh, authoritative enough source for you. Rabbi Colonel Eyal Karim, Israeli military chief rabbi uh, designate, is seen in this handout picture, blah, blah, blah. Israel, Israeli, Israel's military has nominated a new chief rabbi who seemed to imply in a past religious commentary that its soldiers are allowed to rape 
non-Jewish women in wartime. Hmm, he implied it. This is like implying the Hannibal Directive, implying, oh yeah, just murder all of these uh, potential Israeli hostages because we don't want to negotiate with terrorists. Like this, no. these are impl- everything is implication. I can I, I actually read this. I'm reading a statement right here, which is uh, not from long after it is from the very same time when uh, he made that statement. He says, obviously, in our times, when the world has advanced to a level of morality in which one does not marry captives, one must not perform this act, which is also entirely against the army's values and orders, because in the very article that was so controversial, he was talking about taking uh, captives in wartime in ancient Israel. That's what it was about. And I don't know why you have a problem with this, considering that you are okay with sex slavery, including if the if the if the if the girls taken captive are four years old, which is uh, your own statement. No, no, you're there's a big difference between concubinage that is practiced again in all these religions. No, it's not because in in the Mishnah Torah, you can kill the person that you've raped. So in in Islam, you can't just rape someone. You have to take them as your concubine, which means oh, you have to okay. feed them. That, you have to feed them. It. You have to clothe <laughs> them. You have to feed them. You have to clothe them. You have I'm... to take care of them. You're, if you have any children, those children are free and they're your children. But in Judaism, um, there are different rules. Yes. But you, there is, if you're fighting Amalek, if you're fighting the enemy of the Jews, you are allowed, the soldier can rape, you know, basically you find a little girl uh, in a Palestinian village in her room, and then you take her to an empty field and you rape her and then you can kill her. That is completely kosher according to Jewish law, according to the Mishnah Torah. We read, we just saw the passage. We can cite many other passages as well. I read them in the opening statement. There's nothing like that in Islam. In Islam, you have to actually, you cannot kill women and children at all. Uh, deliberately so this is there's no analogy here there's no analogy deliberately but you can kill them indirectly and it's, it doesn't matter right if if there is some kind of like weapon like a catapult or something that um, well where there's uh, potential casualties or um, uh, civilians that indirectly are killed then that's allowed okay, I just as a casualty of war but not deliberately like okay there's women here let's kill them I want Within to Judaism, it's obligatory within the obligatory okay, wars okay. to kill okay, women. You and preached children. a lot. You preached a lot. I want yeah, to you haven't said hadith. anything. What's shocking is you have nothing to say about these rules in Judaism. You have no condemnation. You have no question about these kinds of rules. You I just accept it. You're an, you're an apologist for genocide, basically. I, I I literally talked about this right now. Um, it's it's very funny. Your objection to uh, calling you a pedophilia activist was that I misrepresented you because you are not a pedophilia activist. You advocate for child marriage, and now you're <laughs> now you're saying uh, Islam is different because in Islam there is no child rape. There is only child uh, or there there is no raping of captives. There is only marriage and taking care of captives while raping them. Um, I want to cite a hadith, a report about Muhammad, and uh, just to get your confirmation that I'm uh, representing it accurately. Um, Muhammad's armies were raiding the polytheists, and um, they went to Muhammad and said, during our night, during our night raids, uh, we kill the women and children of the polytheists. And Muhammad then says, um, they are from them. Is that yeah, true? This is the this is collateral damage, as I mentioned. This is collateral damage that they weren't intentionally. It was night, and they couldn't see. And then that in the morning okay. they realized we have killed women and children. So and no then, big deal. 
Yeah, collateral damage in war. It's in every war you have collateral damage. You deny Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Do you deny that? No, I, I completely accept it. That's also what's, hap what's okay. happening in, uh, in, in Gaza right now. By the but way. You're, you failed uh, to recognize the distinction that I made. There's a distinction between collateral damage and deliberately targeting women and children. No, I, uh, and I agree. Infants, I agree. Which, I agree. Which, the, with, which Jewish law prescribes. It actually obligates the killing of women no. and children. This in is why of, we see over wanna... 8,000 children killed in Israel. Right, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to grant something. Yeah, I'm going to grant Just something. because I do want to be sure that we're focusing on what caused the war. And by that, I mean, usually people think the cause is preceding the war. So if you want to... Yeah, the cause of the war it, are these Jewish texts, the Jewish culture, the Talmud, the Mishnah Torah, the teachings of Maimonides, the, the greatest legal scholar of Judaism. This is what causes this kind of genocidal behavior from Israel. Speaking of Maimonides, uh, you said that Maimon you, you, you cited Maimonides a lot, and then you proceeded to say that Jews lived with Muslims forever and everything was okay. Um, Maimonides is the very same guy who wrote um, what is known as the Epistle to Yemen. Upon complaints from Yemeni Jews uh, because of their treatment and their persecution by Muslims, uh, they ask for help and Maimonides writes a letter to Yemen where he says these people the Arabs and Muslims are uh, have have treated us us worse than any other people. He complains thoroughly about them, calls Muhammad a madman, and says that uh, says that no other people ever have been as cruel to them and as uh, disrespectful and bullying to them as the Muslims have been. So it's very interesting that you don't see well, that. To be quite that's a letter to Maimonides. What did Maimonides respond? No, no, that's the letter by Maimonides to Yemen. That's his response. To, to the Yemenis, to the Yemeni Jews who complain about persecution. He says, uh, nobody treated us worse than these people. That's in his letter called the Epistle to Yemen by Maimonides, who lived in a very supposedly tolerant uh, Muslim, Muslim Spain. Um, well, I don't understand how tolerant Muslim Spain was worse than uh, what was to come. Uh, I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, no, you, I, I could definitely agree that the, the Reconquista and the, the Inquisition afterwards, uh, when it was taken uh, back by the Christian Iberians, was, was terrible and was, was probably worse. I can definitely say that. But the point I'm making here is that Maimonides doesn't agree with you that things were uh, brilliant under the, under the Muslims for Jews. It's, it's the, quite the contrary. In the 19th century, there is a very famous event known as the uh, Damascus Affair, where um, the Jewish community was accused of a uh, of, of ritual murder, typical blood libel, which, by the way, you also recently engaged in, um, where, uh, where where then where Jews were accused of abducting a Christian and a Muslim, and then the Jews were thoroughly persecuted and this sent shockwaves around the Muslim world, and also led to one of the uh, formal ideas of modern Zionism. What's... The, whole, the whole point of your argument was that Islam wants to kill all Jews and exterminate them. The yeah. whole point, Maimonides, if he can complain about Muslims, so what? But the fact that he was living with Muslims means that he wasn't being killed. He wasn't being uh, imprisoned even. So that debunks your entire argument. I don't understand. Now you're shifting your argument to no, say that, yeah, be. well, Jews didn't have such a great time. Your original argument was that Muslims have to exterminate all Jews. So what happened to that argument? I never said that. <laughs> that was your entire yeah. opening statement. 
that Muslims have a command by Islam because yes. of this hadith that you butchered to kill all Jews. So now how, you're how, walking that back. How did I butcher it? Because you, you explained it as this hadith means that Muslims should kill all Jews till the end of time. I never said that. But that's, <laughs> this is very interesting because uh, I'm quoting something that is directly in your, in your own uh, sources. And you are then taking that and turning that into a complete straw man. I never said that because of this, uh, of this prophecy, and I call it a prophecy, I'm not sure if I call it a command. If I said that, that was probably a very wrong choice of words, but I don't think I did. I said this is a prophecy that Muslims believe in. And Muslims believe that in the future, before the end comes, they, they will uh, fight and they will kill the Jews. This is what they believe in. I never said that Muslims take that as a command to kill Jews wherever they find them. That's then not how the is it here at all. How is it explanatory? Like, how does it explain this current war? Well, very, very simply, um, I, for example, as a child, uh, grew up learning that um, the day of judgment might be very soon, the events might be very soon. This is, by the way, a thought that Muslims had forever. Muslims in the 7th century, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th century, and so on, always thought it might be very imminent. Uh, Muslims have the idea that the events might derail very soon, and toward that time, they will uh, fight and kill the Jews. So it is quite expectable that the hatred between Jews and Muslims would uh, derail and uh, go toward such a conflict, which is why it is inherent in Islam for Muslims to always have an, a hostility against their ultimate enemy, the Jews, which is this, why Where Hamas, does it say that Jews are their ultimate enemy? Where does that even come from? That's just my conclusion here right now when I say that they are, that they are taught by Muhammad that they will fight and kill the Jews. Uh, How Hamas, do you draw that conclusion? Like that's that's the thing that I'm disputing. How do you? That's, con that's, the, that's the final. That's the final big enemy. The big mention. No, that's enemy. false. Okay. There is also which, which group is the biggest uh, religious group that is mentioned in the prophecies of the end Christians time as as the ones that will be fought Christians. entirely. Christians. So Christians. Malhama Kubra. Is there any hadith that says you will fight and kill the Christians and exterminate yes. all of them? No, not exterminate all of them, but you'll fight the Christians and you in will the fight the Christians. Battle. Yeah, you will fight the yeah. Christians. Yeah. That hadith you that you fight. cited will, uh, is also about fighting the Jews. You will fight Christians. This is not about fighting the Jews. This is uh, understood yeah, it, as it's literally fighting. You read the hadith. It says fighting. You will yeah, fight will, the Jews. Yeah. You will fight the Jews. They will hide behind rocks and trees. Uh, and you will even rocks and trees will say there is a Jew behind me. Come and kill him. Yeah. There is no because in that battle hadith. they'll lose. There is no idea. According to, to Jewish this. eschatology, you and anyone who's alive when the Messiah comes will be uh, a slave to the Jews. Okay. Each Jew will have 2,800 slaves. And okay, the, the non Jews that aren't killed, of course. So when Maimonides complains about, oh, the, the Muslims aren't being nice to me or whatever you claim in those epistles from Yemen. Being a Jew living under Muslim rule is much better than being a Muslim or a Christian living under Jewish rule, because according to Jewish rule, the idolaters have to be killed. There can be no religion other than Judaism. So if you're a Muslim, you have to abandon your religion. If you're a Christian, you, you either abandon Christianity or die. You're put to death. Uh, mosques are destroyed. Uh, churches are destroyed. These are all things that are found in Jewish law. In Islam, there's nothing like this. Muslims can live as people of the book. I mean, uh, Jews and Christians can live as people of the book uh, as under Muslim citizens law. Who pray, pay Better than being killed. Better than being killed protection. under Jewish law. But you have nothing to say about that. You have nothing no, um, to say about Jewish law. Actually, you have nothing to say about uh, those I will passages say that I read. 
I will say something, uh, Daniel. So you, you're, you're, um, it's it's very interesting. Your logic here is that um, I cite this hadith and say that uh, therefore Islam is responsible for the hostilities. You say um, that doesn't make sense because in Muslim rule, Jews lived even as second class citizens, but they lived. However, you then continue, go on, and say that Israel in its history is based on Judaism and uh, has the goal of exterminating non-Jews. By your very own logic, by your very own rebuttal, that is complete nonsense because Israel as a country has an Arab population of 20%, most of which are Muslims. They are growing. It's, It's a very fast, rapidly growing population, has been growing. There was never a decrease in that population. Plus recent studies actually by the Conrad Adenauer Institution say that the majority by the Washington Institute and by the Palestinian Research Institute together conducted, say that 70% of Israeli Arabs feel tied to the uh, to the Israeli government. And the most popular identification among Israeli Arabs is to identify as an Israeli citizenship, more so than as an Arab or as a Muslim. So th- this is, I can put the study on the screen if you want me to, but uh, this is directly uh, by from surveys of Israeli Arabs. So by your very own logic, then this means uh, that Israel is not genocidal and Judaism is not genocidal because under uh, Judaism, under Israel, Muslims seem to thrive quite happily, as it seems. Thriving is not being ethnically cleansed. The definition of ethnic cleansing is when you're forced from your land. So Palestinians who are in, you know, what's called Israel are refugees. They've been pushed from their land, the ones that weren't uh, executed or exterminated in the Nakba in 1948. The rest have been made refugees. They've been literally pushed off the land. The land has been cleansed. And this is according to the understanding of greater Israel from the Nile to the Euphrates River, also based on the uh, uh, Torah that Jews are entitled to. So they're entitled, according to their doctrine of obligatory war, to cleanse the land. And they call it like, what's the term that they use now? Like voluntary resettlement, except it's not voluntary because you're bombing Gaza and pushing the Palestinians out. Uh, Nearly 2 million Palestinians are being evacuated from their land forcefully. Something that you, I guess, don't understand to be ethnic cleansing because you're an ethnic cleansing apologist. But that is the definition of ethnic cleansing. When you push people off of the land, the people, the Arabs who are within Israel, they are systematically discriminated against through apartheid laws because they are not Jewish. They do not have the same uh, uh, rights as the Jewish Israeli population. Are these, is this your tweet, Daniel? It says, isn't it hilarious that the number one thing the Tradcons are citing to justify their diehard support for Israel, genociding Palestine, is one five-second clip of some rave prostitute? Plenty of footage from of traditional families and so on. Is this what we are seeing here? Your tweet. Yep, that's my tweet. What's so this is point? this is what you actually think about uh, the civilian population inside inside Israel, and then you actually really want to sit here and talk about um, how non-Jews are viewed and and, and where's the that? statement about the population of Israel? The population of Israel is a bunch of settlers who have stolen the land of Palestinians through genocide and ethnic cleansing. That's what I think about the population of Israel. 
Um, so, so this is what point? you think about the population of Israel. So the population of Israel, because they are settlers, um, you have no regard for them at all. And if they are brutally abducted and killed when they have nothing to do with the conflict at all, just the reports actually there, was okay that Hamas to... was taking this person to a hospital after she was injured by Israeli fire. That's the, the report, reports that the report according to Hamas propagandists. Uh, well, we also have a video. So where... We should have IDF propagandists instead. No, we actually have a we actually have a video. This is from a video, this photo here, where she has a hole in her head and she's paraded on the back of a pickup truck by these Hamas terrorists who put their the uh, video feet is, on her. And the in the video, video doesn't show any parade. in the video, Gazans are are uh, are cheering, applauding, and spitting on her and even beating her. No, the video didn't show any of that. The video shows are you them kidding? rushing her. Do you want me, the video do you want me to play it? Her... Do you want me to play it? spitting on her people are spitting yes on her. they are spitting on her they're hitting her they are uh and so on no uh, show me where they're hitting her yeah okay yeah go ahead i can i can show you that it might be a little bit too graphic maybe i have a censored version um i actually if i show that due to the nature of the barbaric hamas terrorist it uh the stream might get affected james um if I have a censored version here, I might have that right away. But hey, you know, you know what? Everybody knows this. This is one of the most uh, mo one of the most uh, well known footages of the from the conflict from October seven, and I can show it. Mm -hmm. I can post it to you right after the, the debate and tag you on it, and you can then correct yourself. I can show you the full footage of her being paraded while uh, Palestinians in Gaza are what spitting her and beating her. What do you mean paraded? Hamas terrorists have have her on a pickup truck. They drive her through Gaza while the crowds are cheering and and uh, going and and spitting on her. How and do you know that they're cheering about her? Yeah, I mean, this is this is your wow. loose. Wow, these are your loose arguments. <laughs> this is all implication. Either you have no evidence that she was actually killed or hit. I don't think she died uh, at that point moment. Who actually they, shot no, her? You're the one who were, said that there's a they were actually directive they were actually that was implied. So it could have been actually the IDF who shot her and maimed her. She was put in the truck to be taken to, an host, to a yeah. hospital for medical attention. But the, the crowd was actually there to cheer on the vehicle because no, they no, know, where, this, this vehicle. So is they were hitting her and spitting wow, on her. Those vehicle. are the claims that you made. So yeah. If there's if a could, video, I'm open to you showing it, AP, especially. Let me know, did you find the censored version? um i if i look it at it right now i i, I can i'm I can potentially show it. I even open to the non-censored version you are okay okay um, but if you have a censored it's probably a little bit safer yeah. i mean it's probably gonna yeah. get zapped uh, anyway or you can just send me you can send me the video no, and i'll I, watch it and i'll be happy think... to say if there's any if they're hitting her and you know and we even Doing have footage of, of Hamas killing uh, women and uh, an adolescent directly on camera, which you also previously... Well, the IDF has women conscripts, so... We are talking about civilians. We're talking about civilians, not about... How children. do you know there are civilians, not plain clothes? Because or they're coming out of a civilian vehicle at a kibbutz uh, and are then chased by Hamas and then... Plenty of settlers uh, are reservists killed. within the IDF that live in the kibbutzim. Ah, good. In Turkey, uh, where I where I lived for quite a while, every Turkish citizen is required to go to the every Turkish man is required to go to the military. So that means everyone in Turkey, every man in Turkey is a, a good target to kill if someone wants to resist some oppression in Turkey. That's the logic here. Good. Yeah, if Turkey occupied another people and started 
genociding them, ethnically cleansing them, depriving them of food and water, then yeah, that would be, that would be uh, a mean, or that would be a reason for that occupied people to attack Turkish men. Yeah. Here here we have it. Here we have it. Let's see. So we have footage. Um, to be fair, I cannot uh, immediately confirm or see uh, the beating that I described. There are different videos of them beating uh, people on, on the back of pickup trucks. There is another video where they do such a thing. I don't know if that's, if that's her, though. In this case, you can see somebody spitting on her while everyone is uh, screaming Allahu Akbar and celebrating this moment. Yeah, I see the spitting, so that's objectionable. Um, but I still don't see parading as you described. I didn't see any beating. You don't, as you you don't think that is parading? No, I thought they just returned from their operation and then people are saying Allahu Akbar. So that's, yeah, well, why are they saying Allahu Akbar in response to that? Because they are happy that she's being taken to a hospital? Yeah. <laughs> They're taking, like, this was the operation because of... Um, 75 years of genocide and occupation and killing of Palestinian women and children and infants, poisoning them, uh, starving them. Um, They have this operation in order to survive. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's what October 7th was. And part of this operation was to um, take these prisoners of war. Um, They took uh, 200, I think, um, uh, over 100 prisoners of war um, to be used to bargain for their lives. That's what so, Palestinians have to do. Meanwhile, there are 6,000 Palestinians in dungeons within Israel, uh, many of them un- under the age of 15, who are holed up. No one calls them hostages. No one calls them uh, victims. But six, over 6,000 Palestinians hold up in Israel um, for years. And some of them are killed. A lot of them are raped. A lot of reports of uh, rape happening in these dungeons in Israel. We don't hear any tears or crying from you or your kind. So let's get this straight. Uh, the, the, um, Hamas is transporting a woman whom they took from the Nova Music Festival who has a, a hole in her head. They are transferring her on the back of a pickup truck from Israel, from Reim, into Gaza to take her to a hospital. Wow, man. It's just amazing how that makes sense to you. How, what do you think about this footage here? Well, no, no, you played one footage. Let me play footage now. You can play footage of people being, uh, people dying. To be dying fair, as uh, Daniel, yeah. as just as you asked for one question at a time at the start of the debate, AP will do Daniel the same in terms of videos being shown. Okay, sure, sure, yeah, can go ahead. But you can see here in this case, uh, you, you, you just saw those civilians. Uh, a, a By that I mean, Daniel, would you, would you like to show a video now? Yeah, I'm just pulling it up. I'm gonna pop it out of share. We can we can come back to an apostate prophet. Okay, just sure. To be uh, in alignment with what we did earlier, but while Daniel is looking up that video, I do want to say, hey, folks, that poll is still up in the live chat. Thanks so much for your voting. It's up to three thousand two hundred and seventy-nine votes. The options in terms of the possible responses are for the question of what is the cause of the Israel-Palestine conflict. Islam, Judaism, neither or both. 
I so do check that poll out. And if you I haven't would, yet, hit that both. like button. As right you now, say both. Yeah, I would say both. So you think Judaism is responsible equally with Islam? No, I would say Judaism is definitely also responsible for the conflict, but <laughs> in a good way. Where Islam is responsible in a bad way, because um, if the ideals of of uh, the Jewish uh, movement of Zionism came into full fruition as they were, there would be a peaceful nation in Israel. Um, whereas if the Islamic ideals came into full fruition, there would be the genocide. No, of no, Jews. no, no. By the, the way, the texts I read, the, the Jewish texts I read, talk about the elimination of all religions, talk about the um, genocide of idolaters, mm. talk about how there should be no religion except Judaism on earth. These are the things that I read you. So if Judaism is successful um, and Israel is, is, is successful, those are the things that will come into fruition. Islam allows for the existence okay, of the other religions and the ability for Jews and Christians to worship, even when Muslims are in control. The same is not uh, the case for Judaism. This is a, this is a complete disanalogy uh, between Islam and Judaism. The majority of Jews and, uh, and, and all those in charge of Israel believe in uh, peaceful coexistence. The majority of uh, those in no. charge of the False. Palestinian territories, Hamas, they don't believe False. in that at the all. Majority, the majority of yes, people of in Israel, as well as the Jews in the United States, believe that Israel is for Jews. And they believe in a Jewish ethnostate. And they support the, uh, the killing of civilians in Gaza. Like all the polls show that the that's, that's, that Israel supports the IDF tactics, uh, and think that there should be even harsher tactics for the IDF to use against the Palestinian population. Do you want me to pull that up? That poll? Okay. Okay. That that that's, that doesn't make the point that you just that you were just trying to make. The point was uh, the point was that the, according to the majority of Jews and the majority of uh, religious or non-religious authorities in charge of of Israel. Uh, they should live together in coexistence with other religious groups. There is no belief in extermination or anything like that. Whereas under uh, the Islamic side, there is no equality. And f as for Hamas, Jews shouldn't even live there. You also misrepresented that, by the way. We have we have so many statements by Hamas, including as recent as 2018, saying that their goal is to exterminate the filth of Jews. This I read you the Hamas beliefs. charter. I read exactly what the Hamas charter said. Yeah, you read the Hamas charter. All you that said is that they the cited Jews a hadith, gone. and that yeah. hadith means exterminate all Jews, which I debunked. Um, I can cite to you the Hamas leaders and what they have said for uh, over the decades. Right. I here, pointed to the Hamas charter, the official you. documentation. Anyone can say anything. Okay. I'm talking about Hamas leaders. I'm not saying I'm not talking about. Okay, leaders. look at this. I'm clip. talking about those in charge of Hamas. Oh, they can't hear. They don't hear anything. What, what you might have to do is, hold on. So if you jump out of screen share just for a moment, and then, okay, go ahead and click it again, but then don't select which window you want to use. Just wait. So you don't want to play a clip from, from today's conflict. You want to play a clip from 19, which is talking about 1948. If I so knew you, that you wanted to talk about the history of the conflict, just to be then sure. I would have... Uh, Love to discuss that with you. Yeah, we're talking about the entire conflict. Yeah, this what led to the conflict. That is what we're talking about. So if you hit share talk, and then about the war. once the page comes up to select your window, there should be a little box oh, at it. the bottom it says share your audio as well. Okay, can you hear it now? 
השתוללו בטנטור על ים טנטור היה כפר עשיר, בתים יפים, גרים כמו אירופאים, אתה יודע. וגם אנשים היו לבושות ויפה, ובאמת היה כפר... אחד אנס שם איזה ילדה בת 16, משהו כזה. אתה מבין? אבל זה מכוער מאוד, היה לנו בחור אחד, הוא נפטר, הוא היה פרא אדם. הוא לקח פשוט מאוד ורצח אותם בתוך המכלאות. בתוך המכלאות, הם היו במכלאות. אתה יודע, חוטי ברזל כאלה, עגולים כאלה, אספו כל הגברים. הם יושבים שם כל העם, על הרצפה, ובא מישהו ולוקח תת מקלב ומתחיל זה, מחליף מחסנית. מה אתה חושב שזה... אבל אנחנו לא היינו כאלה. הוא היה יוצא דופן, הבחור הזה, כן, מה שהוא עשה. והשתיקו את הדבר הזה. והיו חבר'ה שלקחו את הלוויורים ורדפו אחרי חבר'ה ושרפו אותם. זה היה משהו זוועתי, וזה אסור לספר, אני לא אדבר על זה, כי זה... זה יכול להיות סקנדל שלם אני לא רוצה לדבר על זה, וזהו. בשלושה, ארבעה חודשים הראשונים הייתי רוצח. מה זה אומר? אוקיי, אז כבר היו לנו בדיוק. בזמן קרב, אם מישהו ירים ידיים, משהו כזה. לא Okay, we get the point. Can we get into why, what this is about? Yeah, these are just IDF soldiers. Yeah, and, and what are they describing? Talking about massacring school children. Which, which event is this describing? Laughing about is... massacring school children. There were so okay. many massacres okay, that can you take, can Israel you engaged the in. About this? Yeah, these are IDF soldiers mm-hmm. who were engaged in massacring and raping children when? and girls in the villages that they've raided throughout when? the history of Israel. No, when was that? What are they, which event were they describing? They're they, describing they, they massacres and there. rapes Does that even disturb you? He's laughing about 250 yes, yes, children that he it does. gunned yes, it down. Does. It, does. it disturbs you, right? Do you yes. dispute that they're part of the IDF? Yeah, I, do you dispute I, it, that it, they're it, part of the IDF? No, it disturbs me. That's what I said. Uh, do you know okay. when this is from? So that, they mentioned when this was and what event they are describing. Do you know when this is from? What is the point? What is the point that you're so making? So you you don't even know what you are describing here. This is about the this is about Tantura, which is um which is an event in 1948. They're talking about 1948 during the war uh, with with the Arab side between Israel and the Arabs. This comes one year after the 1947 civil war started by the Arabs against the Zionists to an extermination war, by the way, to eradicate them and drive them out completely. In 1948, the Zionists established Israel. The Arabs then unite with the neighboring Arab countries and invade Israel while evacuating large portions of their own population. And amid that, massacres happen. This is one of those massacres. which I think is terrifying and horrible. But that is what is being Do you know described. how many villages uh, Israeli soldiers liquidated in this civil war? Plenty, plenty of them, yeah. Oh, a five-minute warning. We do have... 500, 500 villages liquidated, over okay. 700,000 okay. 
Arabs displaced. Terrible, yes. Yeah, if it was a war, this was planned way before 1948. No, you had meetings, yes, and within August of 1947, Ben-Gurion and other Israeli leaders met and they drew out literally uh, their vision for the Israeli state and the okay. borders that became, you know, the, the so-called 1967 borders. And so that's what they actually implemented through planned genocide. And this is documented by historians. Read Elon Pop, The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine. And he describes the plot that they had from the beginning to cleanse the land. And what is this based on? This is based on Judaism. This is based no, on not, the Torah. Not. This is no, based on the Talmud. All of the passages that I read to you Daniel, promise if, if you Israel, discuss, Israel if, for the land. Israel is the land of the Jews from the Niles to the Euphrates. So it includes the Sinai. It includes Jordan. It includes parts of Iraq. It includes parts of the Arabian Peninsula. It includes the Golan Heights in Syria. All of these are part of greater Israel that Zionists believe are promised to them religiously. No, they don't. Uh, yes, they do. I, I, I earlier, I earlier directly cited to you Ben Gurion himself um, during the creation of Israel, acknowledging that there will be a neighboring Arab state plus Arabs inside the country, which is what they take into consideration. If you wanted to discuss the history of the the early history of the conflict, I would go into that largely with you. I know that you are clueless about it. You didn't even know what Tantura is. You just learned it uh, a few days ago. You, you don't even understand that Israel was founded as a Jewish ethnic se Several. State. You don't. You I, think I, it's I a secular this. state where all religions are equal. Like, I know. That's, I know that's that. how clueless you are it actually it actually is um you yeah. recently even claimed that during the nakba 700,000 jews were killed 700,000 arabs were killed that was a that's, mistake that's okay that was a mistake right you admitted yeah. it but then the follow-up you made to that was that 700,000 arabs were uh killed and expelled instead of saying i made a mistake so here is the correction why would you say 700,000 were killed and expelled because, yeah, because that's true <laughs> Because the, 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 the amount of people killed there are like uh, is between 5,000 and uh, 15,000 or something, something like that. Whereas those uh, expelled and fled are around 700,000, not even expelled only. So expelled and like this, fled. This is like you, your whole you argument. You are so incompetent. Your whole argument is like, oh, arguments. you said and. Or, oh, Biden said children, not babies. Like this, this is the type of argumentation you engage uh, in. It's, um, it's yes. a joke. Yes, when you say Biden said that uh, there are... Then you say, oh, babies. there's a video of... Uh, yes, this if you woman say, who was being beaten. If you say Biden we don't see said any beating. Where was babies. the beating? Where was the beating? I just acknowledged Ridvan. that. Are you so dishonest that you won't even acknowledge that I said, okay, I, I can't see any beating here, but the spitting is there. I, it was literally me, myself, pointing that out at first when we, when we watched the video. I have the decency to correct myself and to point that out. You, you didn't don't. correct yourself when I showed the, the um, news articles about Biden. You didn't correct yourself when I pointed the, the Israeli news article about the Hannibal Directive. Because you, you didn't wrong. correct yourself on any. You didn't because correct you yourself on the Mishnah Torah referring because to non-Jews as animals. You haven't corrected you yourself wrong. on any of these. Because you were wrong. I you... showed it on the screen. I showed exactly what I claimed on the screen. Okay, you're just listen, your listen quibbling is, oh, babies versus children. Well, there are other articles that say Biden referred to the beheading of babies. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you can read articles or tweets. We have the actual quote. Children is by the definition anyone who is under the age of 18. Babies is uh, one to two years or uh, three years old by a stretch. 
and and you think if you think you can say Biden said 40 babies were beheaded, then you can just uh, quote him as saying confirmed reports of uh, beheaded children, and that somehow means the same thing to you. Are you insane? Yeah, and and your tweet was also about babies. Your tweet was also about 40 babies, some of whom were beheaded. Yes, uh, confirmed. That's what I said. Confirmed reports of uh, 40 babies, some of which, some of whom were beheaded. That's what I said. Which that's, turned that's out to be complete myth and fabrication. Yeah, I said that's the confirmed report, and I, and I later made a made a thread, made a whole tweet clarifying what exactly happened and how uh, there is misinformation within it, and so on. You could have seen that if you had uh, the decency to actually look for proper information, because you don't care about information. Yeah. You don't well, care. We, about the we truth. saw everything that I said was backed up backed up by this screenshot <laughs> yeah great everyone has seen that everyone has fantastically seen that right here yeah and it's... again i encourage everyone to go to muslimskeptic.com where you can read the jewish texts that talk about how they're the superior race yeah. how non-jews are animals they're subhuman within the zohar it even talks about gentiles as being satanic having a satanic soul like this is the difference between islam and like you mentioned how in the in the quran it talks about how the non-believers we still have not seen any creatures. evidence at all of uh you of your big claim which you ran with uh, in your rebuttal from the very beginning which was that um that the idf killed most of the civilians or many civilians including at the nova festival we still have nothing about that at all i asked you for evidence you never provided it yeah i did we i don't... provided evidence that there is you not confirmed even the even the IDF, even the Israeli military has not confirmed what was the proportion of civilians to IDF soldiers. The article that we just read that I pulled up on the screen said it. Uh-huh. So your claim is the IDF uh, killed most of the civilians or many of the civilians, and uh, that can be backed up by saying the IDF has not confirmed the proportion of uh, those killed by the IDF and those killed by Hamas. I, so I don't have this, the citation on hand, but the fact that the IDF did uh, did target 70 vehicles and uh, hit them with missiles, and they don't know how many of the dead, which were burnt to a crisp, were IDF soldiers or, or civilians, that is evidence that a huge proportion was killed by the IDF, arguably the majority. It can't be confirmed. This wow. is the thing. It can't be confirmed because the bodies were burnt to a crisp with the Hellfire missiles that Israel launched and, using the Hannibal Directive against where, their own civilians. Where, where were those cars destroyed? Were they at the Nova Music Festival or were they at the border? of? Paris? Some of them were at the festival. Some no, of they, were, them they were, were not. No, they were not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked mean, there's evidence for that and there is no single evidence you can provide because that's completely made up. Fine. You gotta, I can concede I, they weren't at that festival. They're, the IDF murdered them in some other place. Who so cares? that means so that means your 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 claims about the IDF killing people at the Nova Music Festival are completely baseless. Thank no, you. no, no, no. I didn't. Say, they the destroy. You're saying that the destroyed vehicles were not at the festival. So I'm saying nobody. I'm saying the IDF. The IDF didn't kill anybody at the festival. There is no single evidence, no single witness saying anything like that. This is just like when you say that the tunnels in New York City were uh, actually uh, child sacrifice, sex trafficking tunnel. I didn't say that. You, Where did I say that? Where did I say that? Okay, maybe it's not child. Uh, oh, child okay. Let's, let's see. Let's Where did I say that? Said. Let's see what you said. Okay, let me bring this up. Let's see what you said. Your tweet about the tunnels is now. I know for for 
sure that these Tal Talmudic tunnels were for child trafficking. These are your words about uh, the, the New York City tunnels where students of the Haredi Jewish community uh, against the authorities of their own religious uh, you know, school built a tunnel to expand their temple. You interpreted that together with the neo-Nazis as a child trafficking ring to abduct children and use and abuse them sexually. Proof? Do you have proof that wasn't used for child trafficking? Wow. You want you want <laughs> you me proof? to provide you want me to provide the proof where, to the where, country. Where is the So it is true the peer reviewed paper? It is true the because I don't have proof to the country that that proves that it's not. Let's Thank use you your so standards. Much. Thank you for exposing yourself here right <laughs> here. So your conspiracy theory is true because I don't have proof to the contrary. Wow. Fantastic. This is you see, you my see statement this, right? was just this is facetious. what Daniel My statement was just time. facetious, no, it and it's not. a possibility based on what Judaism actually teaches. This is what, what the Mishnah Torah. Does. The Mishnah Torah says that it's fine. They could, as Orthodox or Hasidic Jews, they could actually engage in the rape of, of three-year-old <laughs> children and, and then kill the children. That's consistent with um, the Mishnah Torah. Which is why you made multiple tweets where you described these tunnels as Talmudic tunnels, uh, which are actually are they not Talmudic? A, which are they are not Talmudic? Which are a child trafficking? Uh, are they not Talmudic tunnels? tunnels? What are you talking about? What you said Talmudic are they, tunnels for child? Can we call them Talmudic tunnels? What does Talmudic tunnels mean? It means tunnels built according to the rules of the Talmud and and Jewish law. What 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 are you talking about? Are are there are there uh, directions in the Talmud saying uh, yes you may build tunnels under this community to expand it against the wishes of your own uh, religious leaders? What are you talking about? What Talmudic tunnels? You described it as Talmudic hey. Here's a question for you. Here's a here's a question for you. This is your credibility. If, this is what you if want. you could if you had, if you had to get rid of one religion, Christianity or Judaism, Islam, and you had to pick one, Judaism or Christianity, which would you get rid of? Neither. No, you have to pick one. Which one? Nope, that's a false uh, choice. I don't do that. It's a hypothetical. I'm, I'm supposed to answer hypothetical questions. Why can't you? You can only get rid of one, Judaism or Christianity. Which you one had would to, you get rid if, of? If you had to kill one of your parents, your which mother one, or your father, which, which one, one would you get rid of? Which one would you get rid of? If you had to Why kill can't you one answer of your that parents? question? Because it's a stupid question. Well, and you know that. If you no, had to kill one of your question. parents, if you had to kill one of your parents, which one would you kill, your father or your mother? If I had to, then the mother gets priority, so the father would have to be killed. Yeah. So, which I can answer hypothetical questions. Can you? Well, if you had to, if you had to get rid of one religion, Judaism or Christianity, which one? Okay. If you had to rape one of your parents, your mother or your no, father, no, no. Why? Why can't you answer the question? I answered your because, question. Because weird. All right. Because, let's go because to that's not how it works. <laughs> because this is it's a okay. False we dilemma. know that we know that you can't alienate your Jewish donors, and you, you can't alienate your Christian donors. Oh, so yeah. you can't well, answer a simple question. But everyone, there was everyone, heard you, everyone heard you. <clears throat> just smile and nod as I read about you know these these passages from the Talmud and the Mishnah Torah and the Shulchan Aruch and the the okay, Zohar. Let's do, let's do you guys, speeches. we're over time. I hate to do this, but we got to jump into the Q and A. Oh, we had closing speeches. I don't remember that. Let me check. Oh, you're right. Okay. Five minute closing for apostate prophet. First, do want to do a couple of quick housekeeping things. First, folks. Thanks so much for all of your support. If you enjoyed this debate and you know of a friend 
or a group online where they would enjoy a controversial topic like this and a neutral debate platform like Modern Day Debate, hit that share button below, share this debate with them. With that, we're going to jump into the closing statements. AP, the floor is all yours. So um, I would say that it has been very much confirmed um, throughout history and also even in this debate today that um, it is the Islamic side that is unfortunately incredibly violent and hostile um, and that is that has an irreconcilable um, belief, irreconcilable with, with peace and uh, mutual respect and tolerance. Uh, despite Daniel Kikuchu deflecting from it and um, denying it, uh, Hamas leaders, and I'm not saying anyone, I'm saying Hamas leaders, including um, Fatih Hamad, for example, who is who is the major propagandist in charge of Al-Aqsa TV, which is the main broadcasting uh, channel in, in Gaza, he went out as recently as 2018 and said, uh, in four years, brothers, in four years, we will uh, rid Palestine of the filth of the Jews, and we will establish a caliphate from where we will lead the banner. This is what, he, what, what the Hamas propagandist said in the name of Hamas. For many decades, they have announced that their goal is to ultimately kill and eradicate the Jews, despite making slight changes and differences in their uh, English or you know international announcements in their charters. Um, unfortunately, Daniel sat here today making creating lie after lie after lie, making allegations without being able to back them up. He said that IDF mostly killed the Israeli civilians. He had no evidence for that. He said they killed civilians at the Nova Festival. He had no evidence for that. He said uh, that they came in with helicopters and you know attacked the, the, their own civilians. He had no evidence for it. He said, I spread the 40 beheaded baby story, no evidence. Um, he said, I claimed that Muslims co are commanded to go out and kill Jews everywhere. Straw man, I never did. Uh, he, this just goes on forever. I don't know, I, I feel like I asked for the whole closing statement, but this open dialogue section was so telling that I think um, it is pretty much concluded here that, um, the question has been answered, everybody has seen it. And you know what, I am nothing but happy that Daniel actually agreed to this and allowed me to expose him for the liar, the fraud that he is, and for exposing Islam for the violent and hateful ideology that, he, that it is, for, and for exposing the Palestinian side and Hamas for the ridiculous stuff that it uh, follows and promotes. And also one final remark, um, as you have just seen, according to Daniel, you can call, you can say anything about everything out there, as long as there's no proof to the contrary, you can push any kind of propaganda. He pushed a propaganda that Jews built tunnels in New York City to abduct and have sex with children. Um, and his response to that was, well, do you have proof that it's not true? And just like that, I have to say, unfortunately, I'm not funded by the Jews. But you can say that I am funded by the Jews and that I have big donors for whom I'm doing this because there is no proof to the contrary. So I will rest my case at that. Thank you. We'll kick it over to Daniel as well for his closing statement. Floor is all yours. Um, can you just give me a 30 second warning? James? Sure. Okay. So let's uh, go to the closing statement. Here are, um, I need to share my screen though. Ready. Okay, here is an article from Heretz. 
that discusses how um, the IDF did fire at the Nova Festival and they hit some revelers at the festival. Uh, it also shows a military helicopter that fired at terrorists apparently also hit some revelers. So the Nova Festival was targeted by the IDF. This is a Haaretz article that you can go and refer to and it's translated by Google Translate. Um, evidence of uh, child rape happening in uh, New York by American Jewish people. This is something that has also been reported on by Vice, the child rape assembly line that talks about how about 50% of Hasidic Jewish boys have been the victims of rape by rabbis and other elder men within their community. Um, examples of IDF actually raping uh, Palestinians, there are so many reports, we can't even show them all within a whole two hours. But here, here is just one example. Um, here's another example, field executions, torture and threats of rape. In Gaza, Israel army replicates the crimes committed by Zionist gangs in 1948. So all of this is par for the course for Israel. And the whole point of my argument was to say that these are not just random acts of atrocities that are committed. This is actually based on the Jewish religion. And I pointed out three main doctrines of the Jewish religion um, that uh, creates these kinds of atrocities and this hatred for human life or, or non-Jewish human life, actually. The first doctrine is that Jews believe uh, or, or the Jewish religion teaches rather that Jews are a superior race and that non-Jews are not even human and in fact may have satanic souls. This is not found in Islam. In Islam, if people are described as being the worst of creation, it's based on their own actions and their choices that makes them evil or makes them bad. But within Judaism, simply because of not being a Jew, you are therefore inferior. In fact, you're not even human and you may be even satanic, according to the Zohar and other Kabbalistic writings. So this is a clear difference between Islam and Judaism and even Christianity and Judaism. Um, the second uh, doctrine, it, the se sorry, hold on. Uh, the second doctrine is Judaism pre preaches an apartheid system, a racial apartheid system based on whether you're born a Jew or not. This kind of apartheid system has led to this uh, actual apartheid within the state of Israel, where non-Jews are systematically discriminated against. Um, there was a big controversy when it was revealed that the Israeli government was literally sterilizing Ethiopians within Israel against their will. So Ethiopians who have uh, no clue of what they're being given by the Israeli government in terms of medication, it turns out that the Israeli government was sterilizing them. And this was reported in The Guardian. And you have many statements coming from rabbis within this conflict and even preceding it, explaining how the even a million non-Jews are not worth the fingernail of a Jewish person. This is the teaching of the Talmud. This is the teaching of the Mishnah Torah, the uh, Shulchan Aruch, etc. And the third doctrine within Judaism that we discussed is that Jewish law sanctions genocide, the killing of men, women, and children and infants. It sanctions rape as a weapon of war. Now, whereas other religions and in fact, the majority of them allow the taking of concubines, including Islam. Within Judaism, they have a specific doctrine where the Jewish soldier can take a woman or child 
into a deserted area, rape that woman and child, and then discard that woman or child through murder, through killing. This is sanctioned within Judaism. And we see many examples of soldiers who have engaged in this practice because they believe that they're religiously allowed to do so. There is no such teaching within Islam, and there are no confirmed reports of any seconds. type of uh, this behavior within uh, October 7th or thereafter on the part of Palestinians. So this is the difference between Islam and Judaism. And this is why Judaism is definitely the source, even for non-religious Jews, people who say that, uh, well, Daniel is only teaching us about Judaism, but that doesn't say anything about what Israel does. The majority of Israel is religious. The majority of Israel are Torah practicing Jews, or they believe that the Torah and the Talmud are valid. Uh, this, is, this is the difference. With that, we're going to jump into... This was a little bit strange because he basically acted like it's an opening and presented new evidence as if he was making, uh, gonna, pre preparing stuff again, which by the way, we're going to jump into the Q&A. We don't need an extra comment from you. <laughs> I get, you do have a chance hey, if there's Muhammad something in the Q&A that's minister. related, you can say whatever you guys want since you guys have okay. been off topic okay. so okay. much anyway. But I want to say, folks, thanks so much for your questions. Just a couple of quick things. First, this channel has memberships. If you are in the live chat right now or ever, and you're like, oh, James, the slow mode, really? Because we turn on the slow mode to make sure it's not going too fast, to make sure people are staying reasonably within the YouTube terms of service. You're like, James, come on. I just want to send as many messages as fast as I can with a membership of just 99 cents. Any membership level, even just 99 cents a month, you can get past the, you could say the slow mode, you'll have immunity to it. So highly encourage you check out those channel memberships. Now we're going to jump into these questions. Thanks so much for your question. This one coming in from, and we've got a lot of these guys. So I got to, if you can do me a favor and keep your responses as pithy as possible and only occasionally rebut the other, as these questions are generally addressed to one person, we're going to jump into it. Born again, Stefan, thanks so much. Says Muslim skeptic is him. Oh, wait, last question to Daniel and Apostate Prophet. You guys want the questions, like all questions, like Jerry Springer, or you want to keep this a little bit more formal? What does that mean? Yeah, I don't like... <laughs> By Jerry Springer, I mean like the insults. Like if they say, you know, look at Apostate Prophet's stupid face. Like, do you want me to read that? Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. Okay, don't care. you got it. <laughs> I mean, I made that one up. But this one coming in front of, they said, Muslim skeptic, is Hamas a terrorist organization? So Hamas is designated a terrorist organization, uh, I believe, by 35 or 37 countries. The majority of countries do not designate Hamas a terrorist organization. Uh, the UN actually um, uh, did not agree to uh, characterize Hamas or designate them as a terrorist organization. So that is what the UN says. Um, and that's why I go with. You got it. This one coming in from. Do appreciate your question, Seth. Sar Faraz and Sari says, question to Daniel, if Israel's invasion of Palestine is oppression, what about all the invasions done by Muslims in the past? Can't Israel's mission be considered as Israel's offensive jihad? Yeah, so um, Judaism has offensive conquest within its doctrines, as, as we went over in the opening statement, Islam does as well, Christianity does as well, and liberalism and secularism are uh, offensively based as well. That's what spreading free freedom and democracy means by force. Uh, 
Um, but within the difference is that within Judaism, there is an element of genocide and extermination and wiping out other religions. And this is what makes Judaism particularly dangerous. And this is why we have to root out uh, Jewish extremism and force Jews to abandon these teachings. Thankfully, there are some Jews who completely find these teachings disgusting and they reject those aspects of Jewish culture that have internalized these uh, racist genocidal rules of Judaism. But unfortunately, there are many majority of Jews who have this type of these extremist beliefs. Uh, they believe in genociding men, women, and children and infants. They believe in uh, mass rape as a weapon of war. They believe in actually exterminating all religions. But within Islam, we don't have this kind of doctrine. We don't have the doctrine of exterminating all religions. You can be a Jew, Christian, and according to um, uh, two fiqh opinions, like the Hanafi school and the Maliki school, you can actually practice Hinduism. You can practice uh, these other religions, Zoroastrianism, within a Muslim state. So this is a big difference between Islam and Judaism. This one coming in from 4AP. <clears throat> Stupid Beta Energy says, how does AP reconcile varying interpretations of Bible texts on Israel land claims with archaeological and historical evidence of diverse regional claims? Um, I don't have a problem with it at all. It doesn't, um, I mean, it, it doesn't matter to the conflict at hand to me. I never argue from the perspective that that Jews have um, a natural right to the place because of the because of this this ancestral um, you know history. That's never my point. I never I, I don't remember ever arguing from that point. My my argument is vastly based on um, modern Zionism and uh, that as a solution and the rejection of the idea that this land belongs to some indigenous population that is right now there because such a thing does not exist. Uh, it is correct. The, the historical aspect is that there is a huge mix of genetics and all of that in that region. And yeah, it, it, it doesn't, all of that doesn't matter too much to me, honestly. Like, would you this be happy with there and to be 60% Jew, like 60% Arabs? taking up the population of Israel or 70% or 80% of Israel being Arab? I don't would you think be, would you be would, fine with that demographically? I don't think it would have any impact on whether I'm happy or not. Or would you be happy one. with that There's or not? So many. This one from my name <laughs> is Sean says, Daniel, you can't grow a beard. Just give and shave or give up. Oh my gosh, Daniel, you have a nice beard. This one from Azair Jabril says, Daniel, when was the last time you heard of a Jewish person proudly murdering an idolater in the name of religion? Uh, many, like there's many examples that we see within TikTok and uh, YouTube of rabbis who are talking about the extermination of Christians and saying that we're proud of this rule. Go to Yosef Mizrahi. Rabbi Yosef Mizrahi, I linked it on muslimskeptic.com, and he talks about how there are 2 billion Christians in the world, there are 4 billion Chinese, Indians, Japanese, they're idolaters, and they do not have the right to live. That is the statement of rabbis. There are many quotes like that. Uh, Yosef Mizrahi is just interesting because he puts it all, like it's all recorded and it's there for everyone to see. But this is what Judaism teaches. And everyone who claims that, oh, no, this is not Judaism. This is just apologetics. And Judaism itself, actually, within the Talmud, tells Jews to actually conceal their teachings 
and to actually hide their teachings from the world. This is all, another part of the Talmud that we didn't have time to discuss. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. AM says, never forget how Israel funded Al-Qaeda in Syria. Any thoughts? I don't know anything about that. It's a conspiracy theory. Um, Israel did engage in, um, in supporting different sides for uh, regional strategic benefits, so did America, so did Turkey, and so did almost every party that was involved in the, in the region. But there is no uh, evidence at all uh, behind the whole claim that Israel funded these, um, these, these hardline terrorist Islamist groups like, uh, like ISIS or Al-Qaeda. There is evidence of ISIS apologizing for Israel, to Israel for accidentally attacking one of their soldiers or one of their bases. There's also no. evidence that ISIS of, apologized to, there's to also Israel evidence for that. Of, there's also evidence of, of ISIS directly attacking and celebrating Israel. So, yeah. This one coming in from Matters Now says, Daniel, why are commenters on your website stating that they need to train their children to be armed and violent jihadists? Your notes for today. Hmm. Commenters are saying that Muslims need to be ready for jihad. Yeah, that's something that every Muslim needs to be prepared to fight for their lives because we're being killed uh, in China by the Uyghurs are being genocided. We're being killed in Syria. We're being killed in Iraq. We're being killed in Israel, you know, so-called Israel. We're being killed in uh, Africa. Muslims are being killed and, and slaughtered around the world. Uh, so Muslims need to be able to defend themselves and protect themselves from this kind of mass slaughter that's taking place. Uh, while the international rules-based order uh, looks on and pretends like it's not happening. So it's a good message. You got it. Only three likes away from 800 live, folks. Thanks for your support. Yuzair Jabril says, Daniel, since the Talmud, a record of conversations and folktales, why do you think it is a primary source of halakha for Jews today? The Talmud is a primary source of halakha, uh, of like laws and, and regulations uh, and legal rulings. The Talmud is, but it's not the only source. Um, there is also the Tanaim, uh, different texts that are written between, you know, the, uh, basically the 0 CE and 200 CE. Um, you have the Shulchan Aruch, um, which is a definitive commentary on or, or a definitive legal manual that's derived from the Talmud. You have the Mishnah Torah, which is a definitive commentary on the Talmud. All of these texts um, together form uh, Jewish law, and this has affected Jewish culture. So even secular Jews who say that they're not religious, they have been affected by this, by these legal rulings in one way or another. And that's what affects Israel. It affects the IDF. Um, they have head rabbis who are constantly teaching these things directly from the Talmud and other authoritative legal texts. You got it. Thank you very much for this question. Coming in from Yeshua the King says, why do Muslims only have these huge protests for Palestinians and don't have these same size marches for other oppressed Muslims and people? Hate Yehud much? They, they are very much united in their hate for, for Jews and uh, less united in their care for um, other Muslim populations when Jews are not at play. That's usually how it goes. And you're just not paying attention. There's massive 
uh, marches that have taken place for Syria, for Yemen, for the Uyghurs. There's marches as well that take place. You're just not paying attention to them. And to be honest, uh, have there has there been such a huge outrage, such a huge global movement for uh, the the civil war in in Yemen, the the massacres in Syria, even the the, the Uyghur. But the uh, claim genocide. in the the claim in the question was that there's none. There, there's none and i'm pointing out that yes there are okay, the thing about palestine literally sure, yeah. the thing about palestine is that their oppression is so over the top and so outrageous um the killing of palestinians is so brutal and so outrageous that people are more outraged about israel than in other places where it might not reach the same level of brutality uh, more people died in, in the syrian and yemen civil wars each one of them than in the entire conflict of israel uh, and the Palestinians. Also, I'm not sure that we can say that those conflicts are not directly due to Israel as well. Israel, <sighs> Israel foments civil war in all of the Middle Always East, and this is this Always is no, no, this is described in historical documents. Go read the Unown Plan, where Israel in 1980 sets out its plan to create civil war throughout the Middle East in order to weaken Israel's enemies. This is that's, historical that's, fact. This is a part of the, Israel's foreign policy. Is. That's not what the plan is. The plan that is, is what the plan is. That's the Unown plan. plan gotta, I hate to do this, guys, but just because the Middle East otherwise we'll be here forever. Policy. This yeah. one from Yeshua de King. Uh, so that last one, technically, to be fair. Daniel, if you want to have the last word, since the question was addressed to you, I don't want to gang up on you. So if you want the last word, you can. Otherwise, I got to go to the next one. Yeah, you know, plan is the plan that was adopted by yeah. Israel and the Mossad. And it's something, and this is why Israel is hated, because they're behind these kinds of civil wars and their foreign policy is based on this. Global Islamophobia is coming from Israel. It's funded by Israel. All of the major is Islamophobic organizations, the ones that even attack me, are funded by uh, Zionist Jews. Like, this is a fact. No, it's not. This, this one is, coming in from, do appreciate it. My name is Sean, says, Ridvan, eat the Quran next time he calls you a slur. Clear one says, referencing Surah al-Baqarah. 242 is misleading, misrepresenting, or omitting information not considered lying in Islam? Apparently not. Um, this one from Only Goats. That's referring to. Only Goats says, Daniel, did you grow up on Al Aqsa TV? I don't know what that is. My name is Sean. Says, question to Daniel, why can't you grow? He has a nice beard. Panzer of the Lake says, Daniel, didn't your prophet kill civilians? Not intentionally. Yes, no. yes, he did. Harold Balder says only Brother civilians Daniel, that committed crimes. Is that what you're referring to? Criminals, yeah. You mean collective punishment? He did, yeah, yeah. Harold There's Balder no says no collective punishment to the Jewish tribes. Collective punishment, he did. For example, those tribes were involved are, with uh, trying to exterminate Muslims. So collective punishment. So uh, there is a there is a plot supposedly that they were planning something against the Muslims. And what's the result of this? Going there and punishing the entire tribe. Fantastic. The entire tribe was involved. The entire tribe wasn't even uh, killed. It was only the males above uh, above puberty. That, those oh, okay. were the ones well, who were killed. Well, that, that solves it. Yeah. Punishment from crime, yeah. Harold Balder says, Dan Brother Daniel, what's your view on this verse? The messenger of Allah said, the eyes are the leather strap of the anus. So one who sleeps should perform ablution i don't know what that means it's a sanan abby dawad 203 book one this is like, Hadith, 203. <laughs> yeah this is like it's, a ridiculous translation the idea is that it's not ridiculous uh, when you sleep when you sleep there is a chance that you pass wind and when you pass wind you have to uh, redo your ritual ablution before you pray 
So this is about purity. It's not this ridiculous thing. When you sleep, um, you are likely to pass wind and therefore you have to redo your ablution before prayer. Like <laughs> the fact that we AP wants to make a big deal about this and laugh about I'm it. I'm not but making a big deal nothing, about it. No video about, yeah, you are making, you're laughing. You have videos with David laughing the about this. The but you have nothing to say when you're presented with the Talmud. I, I'm, I'm glad you're watching our live Non-Jews, streams. non-Jews are not human. You have nothing to say about that, but you have a problem with uh, redoing ritual ablution after passing wind. Like it's, this is it's, like it's, so hilarious. The it's, double it's standards very, that you it's have. Very, it's very nice that you're watching our live streams, but uh, I'm not making a big deal out of this. I'm just laughing about how the narrative is, is, uh, is told. That's it. This yeah, one from you don't Lou. Know Arabic. That's the problem. Lou Sazel <laughs> says, AP, why are you being slippery? Famo says, Google dancing Israelis on nine 11. Sen Morn says, I, Sen Morn says, I was led to believe there would be punch and pie. Shiba C says, a wise person once said, better to let people think you're stupid than to open your mouth and prove it. Congrats on the only thing you were able to prove today, Daniel. Wow. He's By the way, James, I only have like five minutes. Terrible. Okay, well then let me just try to jump to a certain there were ones. There were no dancing Israelis on 9-11. Folks, if we don't get your yeah, question, FBI forgive me. Uh, this one from Jai G81 says, why are we debating this? Jews and Muslims believe in the same God. For the love of your God, please stop this war. Because unfortunately, Islam preaches that Jews are terrible and that they shall be, that they will be eventually exterminated. No, Judaism teaches that non-Jews are subhumans, that they're animals and they should be genocided or raped and then genocided. Yeah, we established how the Mishnah Torah says it, how the Tolchan Aruch says it, how the Talmud says it. We've established all that. This one from Israel yeah. Advocacy yeah. Movement says, Daniel, there's almost 2 million words in the Talmud. You've clearly not even read 0.01% of it. Why are you Should dodging you really the debate? Be... Why are you dodging Israel Advocacy? I challenged you to debate and you've dodged it on what Judaism says about Jesus Christ and about Christians. Why are you dodging my debate, Israel Ad- Advocacy? Are you scared to debate what the Talmud and what Judaism says about <laughs> Christianity and Jesus Christ and the Virgin Mary. Why are you scared to debate me? Stop cowering in a tunnel and come out and debate me on this. So this see, one coming. There's a uh, so again. basically what they were yeah, saying Daniel, was there's say, almost to say 2 million. There's a... Hold on one sec. I do want to just finish their question. So, they, yeah. they, say, they say almost 2 million words in the Talmud. You've clearly not even read 0.01% of it. So should you really be talking as an authority on its teachings after watching a couple of TikTok videos? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I cited everyone saw the Talmud on the screen. Everyone saw the Mishnah Torah on the screen. I brought it up. Everyone saw these authoritative Jewish references on the screen. So you have a lot of explaining to do, Israel advocacy. Number one, stop running away from the debate. Why don't you man up and debate me on what Judaism says about Christianity? And then we'll take a deep dive into the Talmud. The thing yes. is, yeah, maybe I haven't, I've only read 0.1% of the Talmud. I've read enough. I've read enough. This one from I have, to, I have to say it. So today, today was a fantastic demonstration. Uh, I usually don't say this. I usually don't approach debates this way. But I know that this is Daniel approaches it. Uh, today's debate is is a demonstration of Daniel Hikikichu being completely 
demolished and exposed. Oh yeah. So uh, if you do say so yourself, <laughs> it's it's probably. I, don't I mean, know, it people, was a victory for you that want to, just by not to, having an anxiety attack. That's I like a give win. You guys, each W, you, you didn't you heal over. Ten yeah, seconds. I want to give each of you guys maybe like one or two sentences. G I E G eight one said they didn't feel like their question was actually addressed. They said, well, "Why are we debating this?" Like in two sentences. Let's say you just addressing this question of like, "Why are we debating this today?" Just one to two sentences. Each of you, starting with, we'll go left to right. AP going first. Uh, my debate was actually going to be about uh, Dan Lee Kikichu's Why are we debating the this? That's it. Why are we debating? I'm, I'm answering the question. You're talking about what you wanted to debate. No, That's no, no. We're we're, no, I'm, I'm answering. We are debating this very specific thing because this is what Dan Lee insisted on when I actually wanted to discuss the many lies he was spreading about this whole uh, conflict. Okay, Daniel, why are we debating this without attacking AP? Answer, please. We're debating this because religion affects the world. And we have to understand what different religions teach their followers. Uh, what hap what's happening in Israel is determined to a large extent by the teachings of Judaism. So what are the teachings of Judaism? My purpose for this debate was to explain the teachings of Judaism that relate to That's Israel's genocide. That's a lot of two sentences. Yeah. We, this one, King Josiah of Judah says, Daniel, how can E claim Israel is apartheid? Two million Arabs live in Israel. How many Jews in Muslim countries? Since 1948, 99% of Jews have fled from Muslim countries. Also, Zakir Hussein did terrible. I don't know who that is. I agree. Yeah, so just because they have a large number of Arab um, Israelis or Arabs in Israel, that doesn't mean there's not an apartheid state. That was your and logic. South Africa, about... oh. South Africa was, is overwhelmingly African, Black African. That doesn't mean there wasn't apartheid South Africa. Yeah, but that uh, was your logic point... about Jews in Muslim lands. So you are refuting yourself by that. No, no. My, my argument was based on the actual teachings of Islam and what Islam allows for the minority religious population, according to Ahkam Ahlul Dhimma. And you, you said Israel follow... is based you on, can't... on Talmud. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can't follow an argument. That's why you see are confused. You you're confused. Wow. <laughs> you're confused from... about the arguments that I'm making. If we look yeah. at what the Talmud says yeah. about what to do to uh, Gentiles or non-Jews, that's very different than what Islam teaches about what yeah. Muslims should do to Jews or Christians or other religions. Yeah, this so one coming in from, do appreciate it. Just a few more. NBGSTV says, please explain holding a nine-month-old baby hostage. It, you mean in Israeli dungeons? I you mean the 6,000 Palestinians that they're are talking Israeli about, dungeons? They're talking about babies kept as hostages by Hamas. Answer the question. I don't know what this report is. There's nine-month-old? Yeah, there's an actual baby. You should probably be, be aware of this. That just turned one years old. And there are more, other babies that were taken as captives. Let's just Hamas. pray that Israel doesn't bomb that baby according to the Hannibal Directive that you admit they used you against see, their own see, population. Right? You see, this is the response. Yeah. This is the response you get. Yeah, look at how many... It how many prisoners of war israeli prisoners of war have been killed by the idf it's shocking they have no regard for their own people so they're the just blowing is, them away the question is what what about that the baby Hamas taking look, baby captives like what about israel what about let's ask the audience is that nine what about old Israel? safer with hamas or with the idf <laughs> threatened sanity says daniel said it's quote okay daniel said quote it's okay to marry a five-year-old if they show signs of physical maturity unquote can you show or read what is specifically considered as a, quote, sign of maturity for Islam and who is responsible to judge? Yeah, it's puberty. The people who are assigned to judge are the parents who have the best um, 
interests of the child at heart. That's what Islamic law says. The standard within American schools is you send your kid to uh, first grade, starts dating God knows when, maybe at six, seven years old and starts promiscuous sex. That's completely legal and allowed and normal within American society. Americans don't bat an eye at that. So in other words, if the parents allow it, then what's your problem with it? This is the standard within Judaism, within uh, pre-modern Christianity, within yeah, Hinduism, this? within this all of these other religions. And it's based on biology. Again, I've explained this so many times. All that people can argue against me is, oh, you're a pedophile. Like that's the extent of the argument. Okay, yeah, we've heard it 500 million times. It doesn't matter. Famo oh, says, according to Robert Clifton Robinson, the majority of school shooters are depressed atheists. AP, since you're a depressed atheist, why do you condemn this? What? Why do I condemn this? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. Is that the question? Yeah. I think they're. I don't. I don't know if it's that sincere. The question. He said, "Since you claim Israel is this utopia, I dare you to make a visit there, posing as a Palestinian Muslim, and see how they treat you for no reason." A plus. As a Palestinian, how do you? Uh, Palestinians have been working, employed, many of them in Israel forever, in, including Gazan Palestinians, by the way, crossing the border every day and going there to work. So this is a very interesting. Yeah, they question. have to go through like a checkpoint where they're uh, humiliated. Sometimes they're shot. Sometimes they're taken into dungeons. They have to go through checkpoint after checkpoint. There are specific streets that are Israeli only and Arab only. So if you're Arab and you're trying to get to work, you can't drive on certain streets because they're Israeli only. That's the so, apartheid system that has been implemented within Israel in this supposed democracy. Without fact-checking this, let's assume that you are right. Your, your response to the Demi system where Jews and Christians are treated as secondary citizen with very big oppressions and double standards, by the way, was, well, it's better than getting killed. No, no, there's a very critical difference between the Vimni system and the uh, apartheid system of Israel. Apartheid system of Israel is racial. It is on the basis of being an oh, Arab. Whereas okay. in Islam, you can convert to Islam and you don't have to have any kind of uh, second class treatment. You convert ah, so and it doesn't matter what race you are. But the Jewish system is racial. If you are not a Jew, you are subhuman and you are... Uh, you are not given the same rights. You don't have the right so you're to life. Saying, you don't have the right to property. You can be defrauded according. If you're so you're killed, saying Israeli Arabs are oppressed and don't have the same rights. Uh, they're oppressed racially, yeah. And they don't have a right to <laughs> Israeli life. Israeli Arabs. Yeah. Wow, man. That, this no is why there's all, every year, no idea what you're talking every about. year there are Arab Israelis who are killed and the settlers who kill them or the Israelis who kill them, the Jews who kill them are not prosecuted. Why? One, one because the, a Jew is never prosecuted one for of the killing most a non-Zionist. One of the most pro-Zionist loyal group in Israel is the Arab Druze community. Yeah, so go, we can this talk one. to them about how they're treated. Read Israel this. Shahak. Read these Jewish historians. Read Ilan Pop. Read what they say about the treatment of uh, Palestinians and Arabs in Israel. It is okay. dehumanizing. They're treated like they don't have any life. There was a child who was burnt in a house that settlers set on fire. A Palestinian two-year-old was burned to a crisp. And you have Israelis singing about, oh, we barbecued Ali. His, this child's name was Ali. And they're talking about, oh, we barbecued him. Those Israelis were not uh, prosecuted. They were uh, not prosecuted for that crime of uh, burning down 
a Palestinian home and uh, murdering this two-year-old and then singing about it and celebrating it. This is something that is char characterizing Israeli culture and is based on this belief that non-Jews are not sad, human. But non-Jews are not I human. have to do Nothing this. To do with the point Famo. Famo says, Apus, honey, how you claim to see these non-existent Hamas grape videos but seem to ignore the endless videos showing babies blown up by the IDF? I'm sorry, um, what exactly is the logic here? Is the logic, um, yes, Hamas terrorists went in there and they did, uh, they did kill and target and massacre civilians. They bragged about it. They loved it. They paraded it. They cheered for it. They said that we will do it again and again and again, while the leaders said we will uh, cleanse the land of the filth of the Jews. But I'm not supposed to point that out and not supposed to be angered and upset and sad about that, because when Israel responded after a declaration of war and multiple warnings during the bombings, which uh, Hamas says uh, they have no obligation to protect their civilians because during the bombings, civilians died. That means, you know, all of that just goes away. I shouldn't be talking about it. What kind of logic is this? Daniel Kikich himself says here that it's collateral damage and collateral damage is acceptable. I'm, I, I will tell you right now, after what uh, Palestinian terrorist organizations do, if during the response, after a declaration of war, there is collateral damage and people die as a result of that, and that is then paraded as atrocity propaganda because they like to keep their civilian population in the middle of the war zone which they create, then I don't care. Tanky says, question for both, should libs and conservatives switch sides on Israel slash Palestine? Yeah, no one should side with Israel. Israel is a genocidal state. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. This myth that it all started on October 7th, uh, Gaza has been an open air concentration camp uh, for since 2006. Israel has blockaded uh, Gaza, has prevented any kind of uh, mobility in or out of Gaza, has blocked uh, actual aid coming into Gaza, has limited their water, their electricity, their food, their medical supplies. This is an open air concentration camp. Of course, Palestinians are going to fight back. Of course, Palestinians are going to defend themselves. You, as a supporter of Israeli genocide, call Palestinians fighting back as terrorists. Yes, that is terrorists. your propaganda. That is your uh, Israeli Hasbara propaganda. And the entire world sees right through it. People know when they see all of these children being blown away by these 2,000 pound or these 200 pound bombs or 2,000 pound bombs given to them by U the US dropped on these apartment buildings, these civilian areas. And they see these images of entire uh, swaths of Gaza completely ob obliterated. Every rational person knows that this is a genocide. This is ethnic cleansing. And that's why no, the not. majority of the world opposes Israel. You have even the Japanese, even the Chinese, even Brazilians are having protests against Israel. The explanation that Israelis have and that you have is that, oh, these are all anti-Semites. No, these are people of conscience who see the brutality, who see the genocide, who see these suffering children, eight, over 8,000 being killed. And they recognize that Israel is a terror state and the Palestinians have a right to resist that occupation and that genocide. The majority so of the again, world actually Himmel. do oppose Israel. Himmel says, Erdi, uh, That's a lie. Him, Himmel says, according to the World Persecution Index, Christians are killed by Muslims, not by, not by Jews. I'm not aware of that, that statistic. Ignore that.
This one coming in from, do appreciate your question as well. Joshua Wooden says, AP missed moment. Daniel, it was dark and they could not see. AP should have said, I like like the moon had split. This is why Colts are bad. Yeah, I don't understand what that means. Adam Sadiq says, AP, if you ever, if you and your family hypothetically lived in Gaza and Israel thought there may be a Hamas member in your house and bombed it, would that be okay with you or nah? No, it wouldn't be. And I would probably hate it. And I would probably um, feel angered by it. And I would probably be very much against Israel. And maybe I would end up as, um, as, as being as being one of those people who believe Israel is oppressing us uh, from the river to the sea and so on. The, the issue is um, where, where you are born and where you live affects very much how you think and how you view things. I acknowledge that completely. And I think from the Palestinian uh, Gazan perspective, what uh, how Israel is responding and handling things will be received, will be perceived as grave injustice. And I acknowledge that too. I get it. I understand it. But when I look at the entire conflict in its in its history, I only see that the current state as it is, is not a result of, uh, you know, oppression or hate or whatever it is by the Zionist side. It is the mess that we are in is a result of the Palestinian Arab aggression. This one from Mohammed this is not a perspective. Says, it's not a perspectival thing. Like you have objective authorities in the UN, uh, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, objective people who are not Israeli or Palestinian who say that what's <clears> happening <throat> is a genocide, ethnic cleansing, apartheid, racial apartheid. This is not something about perspective. It's something that people can see uh, very objectively. Daniel, uh, you are very you are very easy to cite these organizations when it comes to confirming something that uh, that wants, that fits your narrative. By the way, no authoritative. Uh, I'm just uh, appealing you know, to a standard person, that everyone person here agrees actually, to. Actually, verified that this is a genocide because high numbers of deaths is not a ge- is not necessarily genocide. But you completely ignore these uh, organizations when they, like the United Nations, acknowledge that. There is abundant, undeniable evidence of rape and sexual assault by Hamas on October 7th, and they condemn it. And they also acknowledge Israel's right. No one has confirmed that. No one has confirmed that. Yes, yes, they have. Even the the Secretary of the United States has confirmed it. United Nations has confirmed it on their on his. He hasn't confirmed. He said it has to be investigated. They say that has to be something investigated. There is no, there is no confirmation because Israel has said that they, there is no proof. The forensic evidence does not exist. All of it is based on eyewitness testimony from these biased IDF reservists. This one coming in from Zaka International, uh, the relief organization Zaka, who is founded by a a pedophile. Um, That organization has been releasing all of these claims about forty beheaded babies debunked um all these claims about the uh tunnels no, under hospitals debunked. all of these things have been debunked um the un hasn't said yes these rapes took place show me where they've said confirmed we have evidence and proof that hamas raped uh, israelis on october 7th okay if, if the united nations uh did say that and condemned it will you uh will you accept that and acknowledge that you're being hypocritical Oh, I'll accept that if they that they said it. Then I want to see what actual. Then what's proof the is point? There. I want to see what the proof is. Yeah. Then what's the point? You are going to be hypocritical anyway. 
So no, no, I'm wow. the the testimony of the UN that Israel is an apartheid state is based on facts, many facts. I'm not just saying, oh, the UN and said the it, fact, therefore and the correct. fact that Hamas raped Israelis is Where's also the based on facts. The Stop stalling. You, Show me the proof. If you, if you, if Where did the UN say it? Show me the proof. If Where did the matter. UN say that there's proof that they have committed mass rape? You just Where? acknowledge that you're going to dismiss it anyway. Even no, I didn't uh, say that. This one coming in from Famo says, all Israel has to do is That's claim that Hamas is in a school to justify bombing it. Imagine if the USA responded this way when a depressed atheist blanks a school. Um, blank. Yeah, it's such like a stupid, this whole human shields argument is so stupid. Like if you have like a terrorist who is taking a child hostage um, and, and, and using a hostage, a child as a human shield, who thinks it's acceptable to just blow away the child? <laughs> That's Israel's argument, like, oh, Hamas is using human shields, so therefore we're justified in blowing them all away. So th this is so morally backwards and disgusting, yet Israel is so blind, and these Zionists are so blind to this, the moral depravity of this argument, like, oh, Hamas is using human shields, therefore we're justified in carpet bombing them. Like, okay, fine, even assuming, let's assume that Hamas is using human shields uh, for the sake of argument. They therefore it's justified therefore it's justified to blow the civilians away to bomb them and to to murder them like how is that justified this is so funny this is an uh a, a, an acknowledged fact that hamas does indeed do that and whenever daniel presents a thing that he himself doesn't want to outright agree with he's like let's assume it is true this one coming yeah, from where's the proof of that you we're still waiting for the proof that the un says that it's proved that Hamas engaged in mass rape. You Where's just, the proof? You just told we're me. We're waiting. Even, we're waiting. You just, you just told me even Stop if yapping. they said that. No, I you didn't. You just told me even if they said that, you would just acknowledge that they said it and would still not uh, let go of your hypocrisy. What's the No, point? I have to look at what yes. the claim is based on. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Irviel Yagudev says the land was never quote unquote Palestine. It was Ottoman, British, whatever. What do you base your claim for the land on? Yeah, there are different ruling authorities, but ethnically, Palestinians were living on that land. Yeah, there are different ruling authorities. The British were a ruling authority as well. That doesn't mean that they weren't Palestinian. They were ethnically Palestinian. And then that was demographically changed by the expulsion of Palestinians by force and through the liquidation of over 500 villages. And they used when did they come bullets, to be known they as used bombs, they used, they used bullets, they used bombs, they used... Uh, flamethrowers. This is the history of Israel. It's the forced ex expulsion of Palestinians. It doesn't matter what you call them. They can You can call them Arab. You can call them Palestinian. The point is that they were ethnically cleansed based on their ethnicity. This may is I, the fact that you, you, you cannot you actually thing, address. May I ask no, you don't ask me anything. Thing. I have to go. I have to go. Then, there, never, way past there, the never was such a, there never was such an ethnicity. We'll let Daniel go. Well, it's past the Israelis who don't agree to DNA testing. The Israelis don't agree to DNA testing because it'll show that they're all from Europe and they don't have any kind of can, genetic connection order, to the Middle East. You can literally this is, this is the Israeli policy. Palestinians are more than willing to all of these DNA testings <laughs> can be done on Palestinians because they have nothing to hide. They're from you that can, region. You can literally They've been order, in that region for generations. You can but order Israelis have kits made from it Amazon. illegal. Israelis have made it illegal That's false. for testing of the Israeli people. That's false. You can literally order test kits from Amazon to Israel. So that, that proves <laughs> it's not illegal. 
no, no, illegal. That's illegal. The Israeli government does not allow representative testing of their population on a DNA no, level. No, no. What they what what they what they make illegal. What you're referring to is that there is no is that is that the selling of uh, certain kits uh, in store by you know certain. Uh, I don't know, but by sellers directly to consumers is not permitted, is not allowed, has to be done with uh, a, a certification. However, Israeli citizens or anyone from Israel can order a test kit online, just as you do in America, and can do the kit. That's completely fine with it. This one coming in. Oh, I shall, all right, I'll let you go, Daniel. So I want to say, folks, thank you guys. Thanks all for watching. That poll in the live chat had over 5,000 votes. I think that's maybe the most we've ever had. Folks, if you... Uh, hadn't already voted we'll keep that up because i'm going to do a quick post-credit scene in just a moment here as it's actually at 5500 so it is still up and it'll still be up for maybe like another five to ten minutes i'm going to let our guests go as we do appreciate them being with us thank you very much ap and daniel i will be back in a moment folks so stick around right here on this stream thank you ap and daniel one last time it's been a true pleasure to have you yeah Thanks, appreciate everyone. it james really glad that no anxiety attacks happen on the stream keep it up ap it's a good job yeah save your mm -hmm. keep your children safe yeah. from daniel kikachu uh mm -hmm. and yeah, keep your children Hamas safe from from go. the talmud right. defending ap go. all right thank you Hamas is a rapist from regime. Regime. stay away from islam ap loves thank the you. idf geneciding you children it's so sad so Take sad and so go. disgusting i'll be back in a bring them back bring them back Folks, I want to say thanks so much for all of your support. Really does mean more than you know. And folks, I've got to do a quick plug. As I mentioned in our last stream, Modern Day Debate is starting to do affiliate partnerships. In particular, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, Visible is today's sponsor for our debate. Visible Wireless, folks, you can get unlimited text, unlimited talk, and unlimited data, including unlimited hotspot data, for just 20 bucks a month. That link for that deal is down in the description box. What are you waiting for? It's time to get a better deal on your cell phone service. Waste not, want not. Use that money for something else. If you're paying like 35 bucks at Mint or maybe you're at Boost or whatever it is, I highly doubt you can find a deal like this. In fact, this is something to consider. You could also get rid of your Wi-Fi. You want to cut down on bills? Consider that is that you can get rid of your Wi-Fi and then you have your phone where you can just set up your hotspot, connect your computer to your phone whenever you're using your computer, and boom, you have connection, unlimited high-speed data through your hotspot from your phone so you can then watch things on your TV or whatever you want to do, and it's powered by your data from your phone. You don't even need Wi-Fi at your house at that point. So, hey, 
cut down on your costs, get in on this deal that's linked in the description box. You get a better deal than I do because I pay 25 bucks a month. But you, if you click this link, it's currently, temporarily, by the way, $20 per month for you. So for the first year, you will get $20 a month. And that's at least for the first month. And it may be even longer. But I got to tell you, I highly encourage you. I've been to like almost all of them. So I've had like T-Mobile. I've had Boost temporarily, really temporarily. I had Mint. I had, what was the other one? I can't remember. But I've had all these different ones. And I got to tell you, Visible is the best. Seriously, works great. Super strong connection. Great service throughout the country because it's actually it's actually Verizon. It's just that they have this is kind of like their generic like kind of like uh, cheap version. So do check out that visible link in the description box. That includes if you're listening via the podcast. Want to say though for real, thanks so much for all of your support. You you guys in all the different ways. We are excited as Modern Day Debate. The reason we're getting into this affiliate marketing is because we really believe. This is going to help us get to the next place we need to for modern day debate. In particular, we really are this. Our goal is this fall. We want to do a major event. And you're like, what do you mean major? Like DebateCon? Like, don't get me wrong. DebateCon has been major and it's been blessed. We're super grateful that it's been amazing. Uh, we're thankful for the speakers that have made it amazing. I can go on and on how that's been awesome. But we're talking like big time in the sense of, for example, maybe flying in Muhammad Hijab. Maybe somebody like Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, like that's what we're shooting for. Like that's where we want to go for modern day debate. And the way that we're going to do that, I really do think affiliate marketing is going to be one way that we do that as we save up this year to kind of launch for that because it is going to be pricey. I mean, putting on a big event like that, it's going to be pricey, but we think it's well worth it for a couple of reasons. One, we're going to be able to sell tickets. So that's a big thing in which we don't expect to make a profit. We're Our goal is just to break even. So uh, affiliate marketing, though, is one thing that we're trying out. So I do want to encourage you and say thank you so much for your support. I am blown away. But we have a thousand likes for this live stream. It was a fantastic debate. All credit to the speakers, obviously. That was phenomenal. They are the lifeblood of the channel, for real. They are spectacular. I want to say we do appreciate all of our speakers as they make this show awesome. I want to say as well, thank you guys for all of your love. Seriously, it means more than you know. Thanks for all your support. I got to tell you, we're excited about a lot. In particular, why is it like, uh, it's like uh, the live chat right now, like YouTube is like censoring like a lot of stuff. Like I'm just, it's, I think it's the algorithm. So folks, if your chat doesn't show up, uh, know that it's not necessarily our mods. It's actually, I'm noticing right now where like YouTube is like, should we're holding this review. Do you want to approve it? And I'm like, wait, like, how is that? Like, it's maybe controversial, but it's not against the terms of service. I don't know what YouTube is up to. So I don't know. They get weird. But do want to say thank you guys for all your support. If you haven't yet, hit that like button. Not for me, but for you, because that lets YouTube know, hey, like, I like this content. This is like the kind of stuff that I want you to give me more of. For real, that really does tell the algorithm it kind of gives that kind of you could say it gives it a message in terms of saying like hey like i want more of this so i highly encourage you do hit that like button as that will let youtube know like hey i want more of this and want to say though thank you guys for all your support i saw something i want to say hi to you in the old live chat i gotta go i i haven't i gotta exercise today so uh i've been sitting all day but thank you talitha kumi says thanks for hosting thank you for your kind words and thanks so much for 
being with us, Kylie Chapman and Trees and 13 Shadow Wolf and Hannah Anderson and Cookie Monster and Nicholas Katsilas. Thanks for being here. Nut, Nutte Luce. Thanks for coming by. Am I saying that right? Starhopper, glad to have you. Pony Girl, thanks for being with us. Benjamin Picton, thanks for dropping in, as well as TDFs versus Teflon Don, number four. Thanks for coming by. Gildog number Gildog one, thanks for coming by. What did I just see? Something about Destiny? Jake Shields versus Destiny? I don't know who Jake Shields is. Is that the uh, MMA guy? Cat, thanks for coming by. And The Hunter, thanks for being with us. Pony Girl, glad to have you here. Trellion, glad that you are with us. Dutch Vander Lindy, thanks for coming in. And good to have you here. Oliver Catwell says, I should PayPal you for a coffee fund after this debate. Way to moderate for 4.5 hours. Thanks for your kind words. Seriously, that means more than you know. Uh, we do appreciate your guys' support. Seriously. And that's something that, yeah, like I don't, do we have a, I think we have our Patreon in the live chat. I know you already are, Oliver Catwell. You're a Patreon supporter. So thank you for already doing that. I'm not trying to get you to, but I'm, I'm trying to think of, do we have, oh, we don't even have it in there anymore. Oh, no, we do. Okay, we do. Uh, good. I always, I have to keep track of what we got down there. And then we've got memberships. Folks, if you love this channel and you're like, hey, this is a fun channel, one way to show your support is memberships. So, hey, the lowest one is 99 cents right now. I mean, really cheap. You get the badge and you have immunity from the slow mode. So when we have these like really big time debates, like the ones that are extra juicy and we have a huge live chat. So we, I think we topped out at like 2,000. Yeah, we were over 2,000 for a short bit today uh, in terms of live viewers. And I've got to tell you, the thing about that is that's huge, which means the mods are kind of like, hey, we want to make sure that the chat's not too out of control. And so what they do is they go into the chat and they say, hey, uh, I've got to like make sure that this is, uh, you know, reasonable. And they put on slow mode. And then what happens, though, is a lot of people are like, hey, like I can sometimes if it's really packed, it'll be like once every 30 seconds. And it's like, hey, I want to put one every second. Like, I want to put in any, as many messages as I want. Well, with a channel membership, you can. But I want to say, if you don't know the vision for Modern Day Debate, our goal, what we are striving to do is to provide a neutral platform so that every debater can make their case on a level playing field. That's what we're striving to do here at Modern Day Debate. We're excited about the future. We have big things in store. So I've got to tell you, join us while we're small, because I'm telling you, folks, we're grateful. For 173,000 subscribers, we just crossed over 173,000 during the debate. But this is only the beginning of our story. We are going to continue to expand modern day debate thanks to the speakers and thanks to people like you that have shared our debates. The amount of shares that our videos get is huge. So I just want to say thank you so much for all the shares. I've got to tell you, modern day debate is a steaming, cruising locomotive, cruising down the track. And no matter how many barriers, how many obstacles, it is just going to keep busting through all of them. Modern day debate is the future of debate on YouTube. We are striving to take big steps to improve ourselves all the time. That's important to us. We've got a lot to work on. That just means, hey, we have a lot of potential, a lot of big things in store as we continue to try to improve modern day debate. We want to say thanks for all your support, whether you be Muslim, atheist, Christian, spiritual, you name it, whoever you are, whatever you are, we are glad that you are here. We appreciate all of your support. Thanks so much, everybody. It's always a pleasure. We hope you have a great rest of your night. I'm going to get out, get a little bit of exercise. I've got to tell you, now one last thing. We're trying a different affiliate. This one is, I'm going to Planet Fitness. No joke. So check this out. This is a new one that I just added because you guys have heard about Visible Wireless. 
but maybe you're like, well, I don't really need wireless right now, James, but I have been thinking about exercising more. Hey, as you can see at the bottom right of the screen, Planet Fitness, that's where I work out. You can work out for $10 a month. So it's amazing. For real, that's pretty cheap. I mean, how can you put a price on your health, especially like when it's like 14 bucks? So if you average out the annual fee, so technically it's like $1 down and then $10 a month, then there's an annual fee. So the way that works is it's like 50 bucks and you usually pay it like after the first or after the second month. And so it, it might even be like the second week. And so if you average that out, including that annual fee, it's $14 a month. I'm mean, like pretty cheap. So highly encourage you. Planet Fitness, as Oliver Catwell says, is as good as any other gym I've been to. They're linked in the description as well. So if you're kind of like, hey, I don't need cell phone service, but yeah, I guess I've been thinking about exercising again. I should probably do that. Hey, use our referral link in the description box. That helps Modern Day Debate out. I highly encourage you. Check out that link in the description box. And the cool thing about that, and those links for both Visible Wireless and Planet Fitness are right below the speaker's links. Is the cool thing about that is that, hey, I'm Planet Fitness, they have it in like almost every city. That's really cool. But then also, Planet Fitness really does, like they do actually have a good variety of machines, pretty much everything you need. So I'm I'm into like bodybuilding and stuff, just like leisurely. I haven't done a show in like 20 years. But I will tell you this. Planet Fitness has like almost everything uh, that I need if I was going to do like a bodybuilding show. I would want to have maybe a little bit heavier uh, ability to go on the, like the leg press, but like it really does have that much. So, I mean, like for bodybuilding, like a bodybuilder, like their needs, you know, usually you, have, you need a lot. But I've got to tell you, I mean, I've got pretty much everything I need. And so I highly encourage you check out Planet Fitness. You guys, $14 a month, even when you factor in the annual fee, just $14 a month. I mean, that's pretty cheap, right? Like 14 bucks to stay healthy. You have a place where you can work out even when it's freezing cold, even when it's raining. You just get over there, piece of cake. You can be in and out. And yeah, it's just amazing. So uh, I do encourage you to check that out. It's a great time. You know, that's the other thing too is I think sometimes people are like, wow, well, I was like, I don't know. I don't have the money. I really do think that you're probably going to get a positive return on investment if you do this. The reason is the old phrase is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In other words, the healthcare costs that you might face later if you don't work out your entire life are probably going to be way more. Like it's probably going to be way more costly than if you just are healthy and just, you know, $14 a month for a gym membership, for example. He's a cake. I mean, like that can make such a big difference. And if you listen to Peter Atia, who I listen to, he's an MD and he's like obsessed with longevity and health span. And he talks about how. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that, like, in terms of, like, all the things you can do in your life, exercise is, like, the. it's, like, there's no pill even close to it. Like, if you could pop a pill and it would improve, improve all of your health metrics, like your mental health and your sleep and your physical health, obviously, and your strength and your speed. He said if there was, like, a pill that could do that uh, the way exercise can, like, everybody just undoubtedly, everybody would take it. Like, they just, and they pay big bucks for it. But he's like, but you can just get that from exercising. Like, cause he's like, that's basically what exercise does. It, it does help your life, your health. And so and it's also for your metabolic health. So like I used to be pre-diabetic exercise really does help. It's, uh, it's makes a big difference. So gotta tell you though, thanks for all your support. Love you guys. Thanks for making this fun. And, uh, I do want to say, yeah, it's been a true pleasure. We'll see you at the next stream. So keep it real homies. If you didn't know, last but not least.
We have a podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast app. And if you're listening via podcast, those affiliate links are in the description box there as well. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Keep sifting out the reasonable from the unreasonable. And we will see you at the next debate, which is tomorrow on whether or not, and I'm not serious, I'm not joking, on whether or not dragons exist or if they did exist in the past. I can't remember. I've got to check it out. But I do got to tell you, for real, if I could sell you on anything, I, I do really want to say, yeah, you need a, a cheap cell phone. Store. You could have cell service and a gym membership for $34 a month. You can have both of those. A gym membership and cell service if you use our affiliate links. Like that's like, talk about it. I mean, like I know things are expensive, but like those are, that's like a really good deal. Like things uh, in some ways, like, you know, it's pretty cool. So like I said, waste not, want not. Want to say, I appreciate you guys. You guys are really fun. And like I said, we'll have a debate tomorrow on whether or not dragons exist. You don't want to miss it. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.